Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Swap till you drop. You guys like that? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it almost sounds like you said awesome. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. Awesome. Uh, George couldn't make it today. He uh, was feeling a little bit under the weather, so... Hope you feel better, George. Yeah, feel better. Yeah, George. Right, just, feel better. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you gotta say like oh, feel better. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was imitating Andy. Here and oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. This is episode two eleven. Swap till you drop. All right, let's check with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? I don't know. I know. Let me go Andy. first. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, I loaded up the camper in preparation for the chill out. Checked the tires, made sure I had propane, stocked it with food and drinks and whatnots. And that's about all I've done. So almost nothing. Well, you did <laughs> a very important thing, dude. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Stocking it tr- with food and drinks. I, I tried to call Steve yesterday to see if he wanted any snacks. But I think as soon as he saw my number on his phone, he's like, screw that hillbilly. I don't want to answer that. <laughs> so, I thought I saw Guess what, Paul Steve? You get no snacks. That's funny because we were together yesterday and his phone rang and he said, screw that hillbilly. And I was like, what, who are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, you See, knew exactly I knew who I talked it's about, Kevin. Come on. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, nah, no. I was just trying to get everything ready so I don't. I'm not running around last minute like I normally do, trying to load shit in the pouring rain. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty well ready to go. I just hooked the truck up and ready to go. Awesome. Yeah. yeah sorry, I didn't pick up your phone call. <laughs> no. No, no. I was actually home, but uh, yeah, my uh, my son was sick, so kind of tending to him all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, so what's hug- the plan for the chill out? You're going down what Friday, Thursday? I'm going uh, down Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we could talk about that and what's next for us in the hobby. Nice. Save, save that good stuff for there. Uh cool. All right, you so want to hear what you guys have been up to? Kind of lead yeah. into our main topic. Exactly. Yep. Uh, I can go next. Sure. Went to the Adam Swap Meet. Adams, not Adams, not Adams. A T O M S. Oh, okay. R C. Yeah. I thought it was some dude named Adam. No, it's, I probably should have clarified that before the swap meet, but it's their annual. What would they say, Steve? This is the ninth year they've done it? I think that's what the I one guy know. said. Something, something like that. Oh, nice. Been a while. Yeah, I mean, and it's not it's not an enormous room. It's not a it's not a small tiny room, but it's enough for I don't know how many tables you think were in there. Probably uh, I don't know forty. Yeah, forty something. or fifty. Yeah, and it was where cool. is this? It's uh, it's in Hillsboro, New Jersey. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, Jason Klein, he's a, a friend that we've known him for a long time. Uh, it's his club that does it, and his and his uh, 
buddy Andrew, who I think is the president or the vice president of the club. I saw both of those guys there, but I had never been down there before the doors opened and it was pretty cool. It was pretty funny to, to get an actual parking spot outside and, uh, get online. And as soon as I walked in, I saw like familiar faces. It was crazy, man. I saw this guy, mm -hmm. Dan, that I, that came to our swap meet or our swap meet, our fun fly, the heli event we had last year down at Allen's field. Um, met him a few times, but, uh, it was good to see him, man. He was, you know, we got, we were talking about what he's been up to and, you know, simming and flying and stuff like that. He's more of a, a heli guy. Um, but he, he walked around, you know, for a few, I don't think he stayed too long, but you know, we were talking about whether or not we've seen heli stuff there. I got that, uh, 500 from the hobby King one that I got real cheap from a guy, just mm -hmm. a box of stuff. And I completely forgot that Mike D got that whole Protos. Was that Protos 380, right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, no, it's, uh, oh, no, no, it was larger than that. Yeah, it's, it's their Protos, like their, what used to be their Protos 500. Yeah. Oh, I think they just called it Protos. Old original. Yeah, that was yeah. before anything. Yeah. That was just the Protos. Yeah, yeah. Before, before they the made Protos all the came ones. out, before the, the yep. big ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just called Protos, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It, I mean, did he get that last year or the year before? I, I, I don't remember. Maybe the year before. I think he got it. I thought he got it last year. Um, oh, maybe. And he got it from, like, uh, I think, I don't know. He was, like, I don't know, assistant VP of DMA in this the sector or something, some guy. Yeah. But the guy had a whole ton of parts and uh, batteries <laughs> and everything. I mean, he sold them everything. Got a pretty yep. good deal on it. And he's flown that thing uh, a few times. Yeah. So it's, it was more predominantly a, a plane thing, you know, the plankers and, um, that kind of stuff. But it, I just go, man, cause it's a sports club, go maybe get something mm -hmm. cheap. Who knows? You know, yeah, I saw that guy Chris from our club who was there. Um, there were, were some pretty good deals. There was a 120 inch glider that the guy wanted like 50 bucks for. And Chris was telling me that that was a really good deal. But then the electronics, uh, that are specific for that glider. Are hard to find, so that's what you kind of run into. We'll probably mm -hmm. get into that a little bit in the main topic, but uh, yeah. I purchased a couple of things, man. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I picked up an E Flight Rare Bear that I hadn't, you know, I always wanted to get one of those, but two hundred and something dollars, I was like, no, I'll probably never, never get one. And uh, I picked up that and a Park Zone Striker F twenty seven. It's it's such a basic wing, you know. Um, I guess guys are putting FPV on this, these type of wings. So the guy, the guy wanted 20 bucks for each one and the rare bear was missing a canopy and there's a little part broken off the wing. And I don't think it had ESC in it, but it did have the motor in it. And so receiver I, too or no, no, no receiver, which so just which, servos and motor, okay. which I have, I have a couple of those you know, those AS3X receivers laying around, but I think they're specific for the model. So I don't want to go throwing anything like yeah. that in there. I'm just going to fly it with, you know, whatever. Yeah, just a regular receiver. You don't need anything special. That thing's just fast. Yeah. And so I got both of those for 30 bucks, dude. I mean, how do you beat that? Killer deal. Freaking Killer deal. Great, great deal. And then I always wanted one of those uh, foamy birds, you know, the foam birds that actually have the, the, the motor in the nose and stuff uh -huh. and look yeah. like... Uh, they're just like bank and yank. And mm -hmm. I saw one of those the guy had in a box, like just almost like a flight test plane, you know, come come in one of those type of boxes, but smaller. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like uh, a flat box. 
Yeah, guy was. I was like, so how much you want for this? And he was like, I don't know. Shoot me a number. And I was like, I don't know. And he said twenty bucks. And I was like, I was thinking ten. And he was like, uh, well, the guy's not here, so okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, that works for me. And I already started build. It's almost done. I almost I got to put electronics in it, but it's mainly done. Uh, it's funny because I was looking in the plans, and I guess they had no idea what foam tack was. When they put this kit together, because it was calling for CA on everything, really strange. I guess foam safe CA, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. But I use foam tack on on it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think contact cement or that type of cement's been around way longer than CA. Yeah, so surprised they wouldn't use foam tack. Yeah, it's strange that they they said CA for everything to yeah. put everything put the whole thing together. So that's all I've been doing, man. I went to swap meet, started building uh, this this bird, and I uh, picked up a couple of other things for my 3D printed planes and kind of like got parts down and looked at them. And I'm like, mm, where's the elevator? Where's the ailerons? I think they're out in my shed. You know, I'm like, all right. So that's probably going to go back in the corner for another month or three or six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's all I've been doing, man. What what, what you been up to, Steve? Yeah, so I went to the same uh, Adams RC swap meet, and it was great. It was great to see a whole bunch of folks. Uh, you know, I go there more for for our club members that go. Um, oh, yeah. so it was good to see, like, you know, Mike D, Rob, and Devin was there. Obviously, I you, Kevin. Mention, I forgot to mention Rob and Devin. Yeah, I was hanging yeah. out. Uh, I got a funny mm-hmm. story about Devin, too. Yep. Um, we saw Chris and his dad. I forgot his dad's name. Uh, we saw Tony there. We saw Alex there. Right, right. Just a, just a whole a couple other folks that forgot their names. So yeah, it was good to meet up with a bunch of club folks there and just kind of talk shop and hang out for a bit. Um, yeah, I, you got to I got to briefly you know talk to Jason Klein. Um, he was kind of busy running around and stuff. And um, and it was good to see Jim R A Course. Jim. Yeah, right. And it was good to chat with him for a little bit. Um, and he, he kind of dropped some things on me and, you know, not, nothing bad, but just like the, the world of like swap meets and, and trade shows and stuff like that. Um, at least some news about like the Toledo show and stuff. So I was kind of like surprised from what I heard and kind of, you know, which I want to talk about in this episode. So that kind of brought the inspiration for this episode. Um, I too did buy a couple of things, uh, nothing as awesome as yours. Um, yeah, I kind of had my eye on like this foamy Edge 540 um, that Eric Williams, our district VP, was selling. But some other kid wanted it. And I was like, you know what? Let the kid have it. He'll he'll build it and fly it. I'll build it and toss it in the ceiling or toss it, <laughs> in the, you know, in whatever storage I have. So I'd rather have him get it anyways. Um, but I did pick up the, uh, what is this, F-117 Stealth Fighter kit. Yeah. And this, this is like, this is like hardcore balsa kit, man. This is not laser cut plans. I mean, laser cut balsa. This is straight up sticks and plans. Yeah. Like, I opened a box and literally it's a, a bundle of sticks and like a small bag of like some other hardware like you know control horns maybe just like a a fuselage doubler it looks like um but that's it <laughs> and and then and the full size plans and instructions so this is like hardcore balsa kit building right now <laughs> i don't know 
yeah. I don't know what I got myself into. I'm gonna try to build it, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't care how it comes out. Really, tell you the truth, I don't care if it even flies. Because most likely, I'll cover it and just hang it somewhere. Um, what else did I buy? Oh, I bought shrink wrap. Yes, I was, I was looking for shrink wrap and I found it. Um, you know, I was wondering I if you were gonna buy shrink wrap. I yeah. said going in, you know, <laughs> of all the stuff. And I found a. I found a little stuff, the the little shrink wrap you need for like servo leads and stuff. You were to like go from a, you know, because I I don't have a crimper for those small like I don't know what they're called, but they're like the Spectrum three plug connectors. These are my Spectrum satellites. Yeah. But like I don't have that. I only have like the Mikado ends, like you know the whole cable, which then I have to go to like an RPM signal to that or some shit. So I always have the solder and, and it's like I never have shrink wrap that's small enough to shrink wrap those small wires so so I, I found some i found a whole thing like 500 pieces of shrink wrap for like six bucks so i was like cool nice um let's see was there anything else yeah i bought a little mock um <laughs> what was it the epoxy mixing cups what did you say kevin you're like you buy some jello shot glasses shots? No. jello shots later yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah no no they're just little epoxy cups for like a dollar i bought um I think that's really it. I didn't really buy much. There wasn't much for me to buy. And, like, you know, I did try to haggle this guy who had a, a balsa kit. Same guy I bought the F-117, but um, he had a balsa kit that was uh, some, like, 3D profile sport plane balsa kit that I wanted to get. I forgot the name of it. I know Rob was like, oh, they make good kits, this company. So, But, like, yeah, he wanted, like, a hundred for it, and I wanted to pay no more than fifty. And yeah, it was like, like the oh. station wagon or something, right? Something wagon, stunt wagon, stunt wagon, stunt wagon, stunt wagon. Yeah, I forgot the company. It's like a weird name, but stunt wagon was the name of the plane. And you know, I, my my highest, what I had in my pocket was fifty bucks, and I offered it to him, but he didn't take it. So I think the lowest he went was seventy. So he was like, "They don't make this anymore." I'm like, "They don't make any of these anymore." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they really like all, all the boxes were all like sun faded and stuff. Like they don't make this anymore. Yeah. That's why it looks like this. That's why you're mm-hmm. selling it at a swap meet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I do. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I do have an update on my black nitro. I know I mentioned it last week that I had some type of failure and it fell out of the air. And originally, I mean, to be honest, like I thought it was a Neo, you know, it's kind of my go to <laughs> these days. Um Right. But after, like, you know, I tore the whole heli down. I'm talking about, like, basically the frame stood on the um, landing gears and everything else was taken apart. I took everything apart. I made sure everything was good. Um, so I was looking when I was taking the clutch assembly off the motor because I was switching to the YS91SRX um, or SR Torek, whatever it's called. I was looking at the clutch and I was like, What's all this like little blue, light blue fibers that are kind of spitting out from the clutch housing, the bell housing area? And I was like, you know, I do remember my, you know, the clutch engaging pretty high. I bet you my clutch was burnt out. Sure enough, I take it off and I didn't have any clutch in there. It was basically like, like a residue <laughs> left of a clutch. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So I think what happened, and you know, I could be mistaken, so don't quote me on this, but I think I was inverted hovering, and the clutch gave out. Like, it just let go. Um, and as soon as I noticed that, like, I, you know, without even hearing, like, the RPMs go up from, you know, it not having any load or anything, what do you do? You hit throttle hold, right? If the helicopter's coming down, you don't have control, throttle hold. 
So I hit throttle and I tried to flip it over and that's when it crashed in. But I bet you that's what it was. I bet you the clutch let go and I was losing head speed and I was dropping out of air and I, you know, instinct tells me to hit throttle hold and and that's where, you know, it went yeah. in. And I think that's the whole cause of it. I don't think the Neo rebooted. I don't, you know, like because we were looking at the logs and we didn't see any packet loss or anything. But we just thought it was odd that like the motor went to idle and and thinking about it, the motor went to idle is because I hit throttle hold. <laughs> right? The right, motor would right. go to idle. So um so yeah, I think that's what it was. Um so new clutch, new clutch liner, you know, the bell, like I just replaced the whole thing basically, uh, with brand new stuff. And yeah, it's all repaired. And it's uh, ready to be broken in at the chill out. So uh, I'm hoping I got everything set up right. <laughs> so know? Steve, what's the history of that clutch, man? Was it old? I mean, from yeah, I mean that's the original clutch I've had in the heli since I got it. You know, over a year ago. It's way over a year ago. I think it's like a year and a half or whatever. Whenever Black Nitro came out, and then also, um, I don't know how many flights. Yeah, it's just well, curious. well over a hundred. Zillion. Yeah, I mean, you know, like. Well, I'm surprised you didn't. If that started slipping enough for the heli to start falling, I would think you would hear the engine rev up, like a change in tone of the engine. Yeah. And that's what I would have thought too. But I think what happened was, and this is my memory, so, you know, I might be skewed. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I think soon as I saw, like, the heli not do what I wanted to, like, give a little more negative and go up. Yeah. I just immediately hit throttle hold because it was falling. Okay. So it, it might have started wrapping up and I immediately hit throttle hold and obviously cut back to idle. Okay. Because I don't recall it like, eh, like I would think it would start screaming at me. Yeah. yeah. At least pick up and uh, some tone. Like yeah. Something. Maybe, maybe I don't know how the Neo is. Is the Neo when it senses like an RPM drop? Does it do something? Does it fail safe? Does it, you know, like, well, I'm not but sure. Where, where's your pickup? Pickup for what? Uh, go. RPM? On Are the you still plate? on the, um, oh, okay. Yeah, possibly then. So. Are you, are you on throttle curves? I should bank three, I'm on throttle curve, yeah. Yeah, oh. I was flying in a throttle curve. Then so it should have spun up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might have started, it, but you, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean it is what it is. Um, but regardless, I put a new Neo in there. I it's a brand new Neo upgraded to Pro. I put in a Lynx um aluminum case right off the bat. Um so I will fly that and see how it goes. It should be good. Um Yeah. The only thing that's kinda I'm kinda like uh, not iffy about, but everything is, is good. And I'm confident about the model, but the original, so I went back to my original canopy set, not the one that came with it, but my custom one, right? The Cano model one that, um, that's all orange with some, with a lot of neon green. And <clears throat> I took out the old boom and I was looking at it. I was like, oh man, I have a lot of cracks in this boom. I should not fly this boom. Um, I bought at the time I bought two extra booms because I was worried that, oh, my custom canopy, you know, when, when. I drive in the helicopter, I'm most likely going to chop the boom up, so that's going to suck. So I bought two extra booms. So now I have a brand new, fresh, freshly, like everything, you know, the paint's all brand new, not faded in any way. And then I have an old canopy, and I'm like, 
yeah, this is going to go naked for her. <laughs> this thing's going to fly naked. Maybe I'll transport it and take pictures with the canopy, but nah, it's flying naked. I don't want to have that faded, you know, orange and green canopy up front with a nice bright. It won't match. It won't look good. Nah. So naked, it's going to go. Nice. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I worked on? No, but I didn't. I was, <laughs> I was messing around with my V control. Don't V control and I just mix really well, like oil and water. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me turn on Wi-Fi because I want to upload all my logs, all my flight data that oh, I've boy. had since, um, to to you know Mikado to the V control cloud, right? Sure. Or V touch cloud, whatever they call it. Um, so I do, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, let me see if there's an update. It's connected to my Wi-Fi at home. So for all you, all you V-bar specialists or V-control specialists that say, well, you can't do it at the field because it's not solid Wi-Fi. I have solid Wi-Fi and I was literally, I don't know, 15, 20 feet from my access point. And I go to update and I leave. I go upstairs, I, I hang up my son for a little bit, and I come back down. And I take a look, and guess what screen is on there? You got it. That stupid fault screen that like wants you to format the drive or Ugh. reload or whatever that bullshit is. I took a picture this time, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it reverted back to that crap. And it's crap because, you know, the, the excuses that people are giving me about this, uh, the... You know, I'll just, I'm not going to call out names, but the, the Facebook support, I guess we could say, right? Just other folks trying to help. And it's not nothing bad on them. You know, they're just trying to help. But like everything they said, I just broke their shit because, you know, they're all blaming the Wi-Fi connection. If the Wi-Fi connection is strong and the Wi-Fi is not reliable, you know, this is the Wi-Fi I use. I have the best Wi-Fi a cable can offer. You know, I don't cheap out when it comes to Wi-Fi because I work from home half the time. So I got to right. have good good internet at home so i have very good internet i have very i have a you know brand new access point that's less than six months old and i've had zero wi-fi issues but of course that's stupid whatever this thing costs 12 1400 whatever this shit is you know fucking breaks itself when it tries to update it's ridiculous so what do i do i have to connect it to the computer then go into v control manager and let it do its thing and it fixes it it's like I hear two different sides of the story, which that mess, you know, makes me more annoyed than anything else, saying that, oh, well, don't update at the field, update at home. Okay, fine. Oh, don't update on the computer, go wireless. You have to update wireless because it's a new V-Control, blah, blah, blah. So I update wirelessly, and what does it do? It breaks on me. It's like, what the hell? The old true and tried method of plugging it in, having V-Control manager pick it up and update itself works every time. So I don't know why this company or these people will push something that isn't, in my opinion, developed well enough to for it to be, you know, um, reliable. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, like I said, maybe it's just me and V Control. We're just water and oil. You know, we just don't mix very well. Yeah. Okay. There's my little rant. My my <laughs> advice would to be is never update it as long as it's working. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm gonna end up having to do is never update it. I mean, yeah. as long as it's working or you know there's something that needs fixing. But and that's the thing. like If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I know I, I mentioned this before, too, about the special V-control or uh, special uh, throttle curve menu. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have Microsoft set up or not. I don't have that menu on a brand new 
Neil. Um, with all the software loaded with Pro on there, right? So it can't be a Pro, a non-Pro, or Express, whatever they call it thing, right? I set NitroGov on. You know, when I set up the model, I set up all the stuff. I did nothing with the macro cells. Special throttle curve is enabled, but I do not have the menu for it. So there's no way I can set that. Mm. I mean, to me, this that's that's garbage. Like, how do you produce an app and then not have the app actually work? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think Mikado needs to go back to the drawing board. Or at least send you another V-Touch. <sighs> I don't think they would, though. No. Gosh, no. You could, I don't... They, their Neos can fail right out the box, and they'll make you buy a new one and give you 20% off. Like, what the hell is that bullshit? You know? Oh, boy. I don't know. Bad business model, in my opinion. That's Steve at freefallrcpodcast.com. <laughs> no, no, no. It's called... Uh, what, what, is, what, what email do I have? <laughs> I think it's admin at freefallrcpodcast.show. Admin. Or whatever, webmaster or admin. I think when either one of those go to me. So send all your hate mail to me, please. Yes. Or post post an iTunes review. Because I like to read you know, I like I like those things. Actually, yeah. no, I hate those things. Yes. So send me an iTunes review. <laughs> Be sure you put five stars and then you can Yeah, yeah, yeah five stars and then bash. We don't bash care what you say, want. just put five stars. Yeah. Yes. So you, you can say suck, Steve doesn't know you're the shit. Worst. Steve's a big dumbass. He's a dumbass. If, <laughs> he's I'm a dumbass sorry. that keeps on flying something that doesn't work. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so why don't we go into the main topic here then, huh? Sure. Well, I got some yeah. stuff to liven things up. Oh, yeah. What you got? Well, first thing, dude, we're going to talk about swap meets. And we uh-huh. talked about like last week we went to the Adams swap meet. And I just wanted to mention Jim from RA Cores. I mean, I forgot about him and, and Devin and Rob. You know, we're running into those guys. But Jim had a new uh, model out, man. Uh, yes. The Yak 55 Extra Large. It's yeah, a oh, cool. 40-inch EPP uh, lead feather, he calls it. And mm-hmm. uh, this thing was beefy, man. It had a yeah. – it's a profile plane. It's his typical, you know, profile type sure. setup. But the the main like fuselage, quote unquote fuselage. Yeah, what did he say? It was fifteen millimeter EPP, uh, and it was like, you know, it was like way over a half inch thick. And I thought that yeah. was pretty diesel. And then he did KF foil uh, wing on bottom and the top. Uh, yep. So that's pretty cool too. He said, yeah, it changed the whole characteristics of the yeah. flying it. You, you know the the like the piece that goes on the bottom that's like, um, it's like. It makes a triangle. It's at that those little stiffeners, so that run from like half, you know, from the wing back to the tail. Yeah, those things were six millimeter. Like everything's been beefed up on that thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and cool. dude, the price was crazy, dude. When you think about, you can get this kit for eighty dollars painted, uh, and then his, you know, motor ESC and servo package is fifty dollars. You can get a really good plane for like 200 bucks man really good 3d plane that you can have a Under lot that. of fun you know when yeah. you talk about batteries talk- and you know your, your receiver and stuff like that yeah so battery and receiver you're talking about maybe 15 20 bucks on top of that but if you've so. done some painting you can mm-hmm. get an unpainted one for 40 bucks dude so oh wow that's crazy man yeah, i think yeah. i might order one later nice uh because uh, that's just a really good deal and then he's got uh, 
for twenty dollars he has a uh, landing gear kit that was uh, mm-hmm. carbon fiber, I think it was. Yeah, it was carbon it fiber and like some plywood. Stuff. Yeah, yep. that was a really nice setup. Mike D was marveling over that setup. Uh, but it was good to see Jim Man, and and you know that's what's great about a guy like Jim Man. He's you know not, never stops with the you know trying to come up with a better model and different model. You know every year he's got something new. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's good to see him. Like his health I'm, is you know looks better and stuff. Right. Too. Yep. Right. I I was just about to say I'm really glad to hear that he was there and he's got new stuff because I was kind of afraid he might have to quit at one point or or something. Yeah. You know he's had some health stuff, but. Yep. Freaking awesome to hear that he's designing new planes and at the shows and and got new stuff coming. That's that's really yeah. great. No, for sure. Yeah, great. we talked briefly, and he kind of mentioned something about him being an airplane manufacturer because uh, he kind of mm-hmm. is uh, that he was going to have to sell the remote ID tags if they kind of went through that. He, you know, I know this is all really in its infancy right now and. You know, uh, yeah. with FA and all that stuff, but I thought that was kind of interesting too that he mentioned that and uh, I got like I, I you know stuff you don't even think about. You think oh you're killing my hobby, but then you you know you know, think about guys like Jim and what he's gonna have yeah. to go through and you're killing his livelihood. It's just stupid sh- over stupid shit. Yep. And you know, I don't know. I don't know, but I, but I wanted to bring things up, not down. So. uh I can tell you a quick my little story of me and Devin walking around the swap meet. Devin's got, I they're into doing stuff with uh, milling and stuff like that. They've got a little lathe, so I guess uh-huh. at one point they found some rods of aluminum, pro- probably about ten to twelve inch long. I had them all in mm-hmm. a bundle, and Devin's walking around with me, and we're looking at stuff. And you know, Devin, oh, just... Devin's a crackpot man. You know, he's just like me when I was a he's kid. He's an eighteen you know? year old kid. Yeah, yeah. He's young. He's exactly like I am, you know, not not over the top, you know, in any way being gross or anything, but just just a kid. And uh, it was funny because at one point he's holding them down around his crotch area and he's like looking at me <laughs> and I saw him. <laughs> but then some other guy looked at him and then looked at me in disgust. Like, hey, control your kid. And I'm laughing right along with him. Like, I'm not the kid's father. <laughs> oh, shit. And Devin was telling me about that later. He's like, did you see that guy? And I was like, no, I saw you. And he's like, oh, yeah. He gave you a look of disgust. And I, I just thought that was hysterical, man. Like, nice. I'm in the same mind frame as him. I was going to say, you get the same emotional maturity as Devin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I would geez. laugh, too. That's just funny. It was the best. We were laughing, man. We were laughing for a while. It was pretty funny. But we can move on to uh, swap until you drop. Yeah. <laughs> we almost dropped from last. So, <laughs> so swap meets, right? Why go to swap meets? Let me ask that question first. Try to find a deal. Yeah. Okay. Try to find a deal. So who goes to these swap meets? Guys looking for a deal. <laughs> I think a lot of different people go. I think, you know, guys like me and, you know, guys like us, we go to to see who's, you know, there and what whether we can find a good deal. But I, I, I did see a lot of, like, father and son uh-huh. uh, yeah. teams walking around. Families, yeah. I should rephrase that. 
guys looking for a deal and guys looking to get rid of a bunch of old crap. Yeah. Those are two reasons. Either you're selling or you're buying or, or both. I guess if that's the swapping part. Oh yeah, definitely. I think Eric Williams, he, what did he get? He got some big plane. I was just like, you have all these places to sell. You're getting more. I guess so. Go for it. <laughs> New to him. I think part of it's just to meet up with like-minded guys. Yes. Yeah. See what they have or people. I shouldn't say guys, mm-hmm. people. Well, I mean, and part of me was like, you know, they do it in a good time, time of the year. Cause it was really overcast and it was, it was nice weather, but the, it was overcast, kind of rainy a little bit. Um, I mean, I mean, nice temperature, not nice weather. So, I mean, it wasn't frigid cold like it has been in the past when, when I've, I've gone to this one. It's normally in February. But, I mean, they charge five bucks to get in and support the local club that, that, that does it, you know. And they're not, you know, it's not a huge charge to get in or anything like that. It's it's cool. Yeah, I don't even think it's seat. a huge charge for the tables. I think it's only ten bucks a table. Yeah. Yeah. And I did see some deals. Like, I mean, I saw um, I saw two different Radiants. I saw the Radiant Pro, which I don't know what that went for, but I saw the regular Radiant for like seventy dollars. I'm sure the guy would have took fifty. I almost bought it, mm. uh, just to have another. I could put two up at the same time. They're so damn mm-hmm. slow. <laughs> but I mean, I saw I I did see some pretty good deals. And like Steve said, you know, we there's there's some balsa kits there that you really can't find anywhere else. And uh, mm-hmm. There is some junk. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be some. You gotta, you gotta know what you're looking at. Yeah. Okay. So, what's what's the junk to GM ratio at a typical swap meet? Ooh, that's a good question. That is. I think it. I think it's the guy on the table. I mean, if you want to go overall, I'd I'd say there were more gems than junk. It depends on the table. There's some tables I didn't understand. Yeah. And some tables where everything's junk. Yeah. And then some tables were like, there's one guy in the back left corner when you walk in. I don't know. He, I guess he bought an, bought out an estate sale because he had tons of kits, like mm-hmm. ARF kits, like, you know, like more modern, like, you know, oh, nice. Rising Hobby, like just more of the mo- more modern type of planes um, and balsa kits and stuff. But like not the twi- like it's all ARF. So everything was like ARFs and he had tons of them. And he left with tons of them because he was asking way too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? the other thing. Yeah. Well, well, Andy, you got, what's that uh, Bushmaster you got? Because we saw yeah, two yeah, different versions Bushmaster. of that. The, um, the one from Extreme Flight, the yes. Turbo Bushmaster. Yeah. Your yeah. version is what, Wingspan? 84 inches. Yeah. I think there was a 60, and the one on the stage was an 84. Okay. That's how they made a 64 inch. Okay. For a little while, I think it's been discontinued. Well, yeah, that, I didn't see the 64. I only saw that big one, the yellow and black one that was on stage. That okay, guy had a decked like... out dude with, with motor, servos, ESC, and I think he wanted 350 for it. That's that's a good deal. Yeah. But motor yeah. motor was electric motor, right? Yeah, it was electric motor. It was a Cobra was motor. Like yeah. Okay. That's, that's not bad. I oh, would be no. all over that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I come to these things with like a hundred bucks. I don't, I don't come with three hundred. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a tremendous deal. Yeah, it is. And uh, the guy, I think, I think Eric, Eric or his friend bought a bid on the, um, or no, just bought it right off the stage. Was the uh, the sixty inch 
electric uh, ugly stick that was there. I think he got it for forty dollars. Oh it had, wow! Had a rimfire motor on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was another good deal. Nice. So there is good, good stuff at good deals to be had. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I think you got to be lucky. I think you too. You know, if you like the first year I went, I wasn't looking for any nitro stuff, but I saw a lot of nitro stuff. And then the second and third year, I was like, you know, if I find a decent nitro plane <laughs> around a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, I'll, I'll I'll pick it up. And I had never saw one again that uh-huh. was decent. You know, that's my. You know how that? Yeah, you know how that goes. If you're looking for something, there's none to be had, or there's one, and it's very expensive. If you don't want it or don't need it, you'll find a dozen. Yeah. That's just <laughs> how it goes. Yep. Yep. I've never gotten a good deal on something I really wanted. Like right now, I really need this thing or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. I always have to pay top dollar to get it. Now, if it's something I don't care, don't really want, and so I, somebody's trying to sell it, I'm like, I, I don't want that. I, you know, if it's priced at a hundred bucks, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't need it. I don't. I give you sixty bucks. I'm like, all right, here you go. And then I'm like, oh damn, now I got this thing. I don't. Yeah, it's like, damn, I should have said forty. <laughs> yeah, I but really I mean, that just seems like that's the way it goes. Yeah. If you want it, you can't find it. Yep. No. I, and I, I, think, I think the first year I went to this is when I picked up. There was a kind of a race version of a P51, that orange one. Remember that, Steve? That was a, like. 50 inch or 48 inch wingspan and then i yeah, picked up that i picked up that uh that 60 inch uh what was that the revolver that guy just gave that to me he was like i don't want to see this plane anymore get it out of here so i i, well, I don't I, think i was there that year so no, i don't remember I, you picking those up i bought the orange one i think for 20 bucks and he gave me the other one and i wound up giving mm-hmm. that away to you and then went to ricky and just so that that's pretty cool too like you can pick up stuff and then I guess I have gotten some pretty good deals, man. I got the thirty dollar cub uh, mm-hmm. last year, cup. two years. No, that had to be two years ago at least. Oh, no, no, way more, more than, than that. Right? that. You yeah, flew that at Green Pond. Green Pond, yeah, yep, two thousand fifteen, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, we we've gone to the show a, a lot of times, and and just like certain things just don't make sense. Like there's a guy selling Fitbit there. Like why the fuck are you at an RC swap yeah. selling Fitbits? Like you know, and he like look like a. I don't know. He just, I, I just didn't make any sense. And then he was selling a bunch of quad stuff, which that does make sense, but I don't think many folks bought, and, you know, a lot of stuff. And then, like, you have these really, really old guys that are like, I was like, oh shit, look at this Futaba Attack 4. I used to have this radio. And I'm like, why are people bothering selling this? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I guess for nostalgia's sake, but even then, I wouldn't pay 40 bucks for it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, some of the stuff, it's like, why do you even have this anymore? You just, just, just throw it out. Yeah, or, like, donate it to, like, freaking the AMA Museum. Like, But I'll tell you, dude, you when, I used, when I used to go to the Harley swap meets, I don't know, it's a little bit different with RC. I think one of the but things, one of the things <laughs> my neighbor told me, I think rings true, you know, the, the dumbest, stupidest thing that you don't think anybody's going to want is what you'll wind up selling. And that's exactly mm. what used to happen to me at the Harley yeah. swap meets. But it's it's just interesting, you know. But the one the question we had is why go to swap meet? And I guess now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, I go mainly for three reasons: support the club, maybe find a deal, and you know, hang out with with your friends, you know, because I've there was mm-hmm. quite a few people I knew there. 
Uh, some yeah. of them I only see one time a year, you know, when I'm there. Yeah, and that's a great reason to go. Yeah. Well, I was saying connect with like-minded folks yeah. in, in the hobby. See what they're doing, what they got, talk to them. Yeah. My reason was I wanted to find that Kyo shell. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> well, it's there every year, and this year they didn't have it. I don't think that guy Maybe was he there. sold it. No, I don't think that guy was there. Because that was the same guy that um, oh, Mike, okay. I think, bought the protos from. And he wasn't there. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely it's to, like you said, Andy, like to, you know, go to go to a place where there's like-minded folks who want to kind of just talk shop, catch up with people and stuff. So that was definitely good. Um, I don't trust those hot dogs they sell there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were, they were auctioning hot dogs off. At one point, they were like, $2 for a hot dog combo. That's $2, you know, two hot dogs and a drink for $2. And normally it's five. <laughs> you know, some guy was like, really? I'll buy that. I looked at the hot dogs. I'm like, no. I'm gonna get instant gout. No, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. It's not like <laughs> I really want one, but the yeah. consequences, you know. No, no. I do gotta say that this this event. So I got there around, I don't know, like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 15. Um, I actually got to the place at like at ten o five, but I couldn't find any parking, so I had to basically drive around the parking lot waiting for someone to leave. That's how packed it was. And when I got in there, it was very similar picture. Like, it was a lot of people there. A lot more than last year, I remember. Um, of course, by, like, te- like by what, like, 12? Yeah. place cleared out. Like, people were clearing out. And I don't get this part. When it's at its best, with so many people there, they're like, you know, they, they, didn't, they weren't doing auctions. Like, it was very quiet up on stage. Excuse me. And it was like, okay, you know. And then as the people died out, then they started doing auctions. I'm like, well, there's no one here to buy any of this stuff anymore. And then they're like constantly calling people like, come on, you bring your stuff up for auction. You want to sell it? You know, reserve or no reserve. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. And like people are bringing some stuff up and they're bidding and like nobody's bidding because nobody's there. The right. only people that are left there are like the people that are selling stuff, which I mean, yeah, I guess like Eric, you know, the people bought stuff and, you know, as, as a seller. But you kind of miss this whole big group of like foot traffic of just people coming in and out because you, like you just you know the timing was weird in my opinion. Is it that way every year? Pretty much, I think. Oh, I was thinking maybe the guy that runs the auction overslept and got there late. Mm. Yeah, no, it could be. Um, yeah, I just feel like they should like maybe do like two hours of open floor and then go right into auctions. And then, yeah. and then ask, like, ask, you know, sellers, you want to auction stuff up, you know, that's, I think it's like the club has, like, whatever it sells for, the club has to get like five bucks or five percent or whatever it was. I forgot what it was, but there's like a surcharge for them. And then, and then, you know, they keep the rest of the profit. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that, I thought that was kind of interesting, the timing of that. And, you know, maybe they'll change it next year because it, it, you can see there's just like the tables were like half empty. Half the people are already who bought stuff left already because they got a whole bunch of stuff that they want to go home and mess with, right? So they're not staying around. So I don't know. I just find that interesting. Mm. There might be some good reason. Like, yeah, Jason, if you know why, let me know or let us know. I'm curious. I'm curious to like why why is it scheduled the way it's scheduled? Like instead of um, 
trying to capitalize so on on the instead of open the doors at nine and then start at ten, maybe with the with the auctioning. So or what is the schedule? Like when do the doors open? Nine. Nine o'clock. Uh, when do they start the auction? I would say probably around maybe twelve. I don't know. Yeah, around noonish. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it was a little bit after. It's actually probably around like eleven thirty, I think. Because they're talking about lunch, and I was like, "It's eleven thirty, but I guess, <laughs> like, you know." So, mm. you know, and maybe maybe it's because they want to make sure that people have enough time to get that foot traffic to sell it at the price they want it. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's partly due to the the people selling stuff want to have time for everyone to. For them to have an opportunity to sell it at their price instead of right. before they put it in the auction, maybe I, I don't know. But all these auctions, they can't have a res- they they're they're able to have a reserve. So, you know, I would just yeah. push it up there and put the reserve price as what I want. And if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, then I just put it back on my table and sell, try to sell it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about this stuff. You know, I so. think they open the doors for the guys that are going to be selling stuff at like eight. I mean, they should, I, w- I would think you could start at that point. Say, anybody got anything they want to auction? You know, what's your reserve or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. it like they do cars. You know, let everybody see what's on the, you know, let everybody yeah, everybody like, look at it up front there. That'd and then, be pretty cool. And mm-hmm. then start auctioning it off or even over to the one side, you know, or out yeah. front. I don't know. I don't know. You know, hey, God bless these guys for doing. It every year. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah! Don't know, get me wrong. I'm glad mm-hmm. they do because it's uh, it's cool for the reasons we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, to me, like the auctions don't really mean much because most of the stuff is just whatever. But yeah, I just feel like um, it'd be interesting. Maybe maybe you know maybe do some auctions early on, then 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 relax, and then do some auctions again. Like you know, maybe spread them out or phase them. Yeah. So. We kind of spoke about why we want to, why people go to swap meets and and who usually goes, right? Uh, I I did see a lot more, like you're saying, like father and sons or like parents and and kids. Um, I did see more kids running around, uh, looking at stuff, you know, like teenagers and stuff, which is, which is a big plus in my eyes. Like, yeah. that's the next generation, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing them at a swap meet. I'm seeing that they're interested. You know, the one kid that w- wanted to buy that, that that foamy plane, you know, like I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, where's Eric? I don't know where he is. I can, you know, all from this much money, whatever. And, so, and then I put it back down and some other kid was like, oh, I really want this, blah, 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 and talking. And he was like, I don't know where this guy is. And I was like, oh, he's right there. Eric Williams, go talk to him, you know. Um, and he did. And he walked home with it, you know, which is great. Or not walk, but he, he took it home with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think oh, about God. that, dude. Think about it, like a kid. Kids don't know what they want to do. They want to try different things out, see what they like. Yeah. So here's a great way. Full price, right? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. For a kid to pick something up. Yeah. You know, get a deal. It looked like they got a bunch of, they have like, you know, he that, that kid specifically, I remember, I think his mom was walking around holding the kid and they had like covering and stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah. good. So, so they're builders. They like to build stuff and mm-hmm. cover stuff and fix stuff. So that's great. Like. Yes, those are the folks we need to keep this hobby alive. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that you know the kid gets a great deal and you can continue it. I can remember um, the flight test guys talking about that. That was how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Josh talking about the the swap they have up by him. Yeah, yeah I was talking about that. You know. Yeah. Pre flight so, test so, days. Yeah. 
so that that kind of brings me back to like you know um so let's talk about swap meet versus a trade show so sometimes they're together right and sometimes they're often together in fact sure. I think every time i've gone to they're together but you have like your traditional trade shows like ama east the toledo week signals and then you have your swap meets that also have a swap meet component to it but you have like by our area we have the adams rc we have the lebanon one that's like huge i heard it's like like in a like college campus or something like it's it's humongous well um, um somebody i think it was dan was telling me that it was probably um like maybe eight times the size of the Adam one like other rooms yeah. that yeah. size it's huge I mean, Adam's one, it's not, it's not a big room because they pack it pretty, pretty well. But it's like a decent size room. I don't know. I couldn't give you dimensions, but. Hey, from the know. middle of Jersey. Yeah. 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 I need yeah. to know the exact square footage, Steve. <laughs> it's about 50 feet by 30. No. It was 1,543.2 uh, square feet. Okay. Square centimeters. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, 0.37 I mean, square kilometers yeah uh you know so it's interesting like you know the differences right like the trade show right the trade show is traditionally just like a, a marketing campaign right like you can see new products that come more of a showcase for new stuff i would say yeah a trade show yeah is. yeah showcasing new stuff you know trying to market their like new products out so people mm. bring awareness and stuff to it but then you have the swap meet side which is like pretty much your ebay of <laughs> you know of rc uh, hobby shops right like all used stuff pretty much i mean some new but yeah. some old stuff oh i did get a killer deal on something that i remembered but anyways i'll, I'll say it later um well dude i can say one of the main differences between a swap meet and a trade show is the price to get in for sure yeah uh because yeah, ama east wasn't cheap right ama east i think was 20 bucks right for the one day i thought it was more i Maybe it was, but more? I could be mistaken. Twenty-five. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and I was in Vegas one time when there was a big, huge drone and uh, you know unmanned aerial vehicle or unmanned aircraft convention at the Rio, and I went over there to see if I could get like sneak in because they were charging a hundred bucks a day to get into that, and it was just to like look at you know commercial drone stuff and talk to those people. And I mm. I tried to sneak in, but I couldn't get in. I tried though. They were like, "Where's your badge? No, get out of here!" But I didn't get the chance to like pop my head and see what was going. You have on to here. get a, you have to get an orange vest on the ladder. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, then like going to work on the, yeah, alarm system. Yep. <laughs> I mean, in, and the trade shows do have more networking too going on because it's companies. You know, it's companies yeah. and and there's more like your swap meet has the models and stuff that you can pick up. The trade show is the the newer stuff coming out plus like. You know, not only just models, like you'll have maybe AMA representative or you'll have, you know, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, a simulator company there doing simulator stuff. And so, but they do like the AMA used to have a swap meet at the trade show, which Mm -hmm. was pretty cool because you could look Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. And did you notice this past, not this year, obviously, because they didn't have one this year, but last year, how like, the trade show kind of was overtaken by the swap meet. Yeah. Like that back right wall. When you walk in that whole right wall, what was that? That was a swap meet. That was all, my the, opinion. Uh, that was all just you selling know? stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, but it was all selling, like, uh, I think majority, majority of them were all used stuff. I don't remember seeing new products there. Oh, I think true. new products yeah. were more on the, the center aisles and, and then the aisle where they have all the RC cars because uh, I guess they couldn't sell enough tables. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think but, it was Rob yeah. who was talking about him and Devin going up to White Plains for the AMA or the Ram Original show back AMA there. Ram show. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he said that was predominantly just trade trade show there was nobody selling anything it was just to go up yeah. and see what the new products were right and it's interesting because like even the folks in the hobby aren't like if there was a a demand for trade shows and more people going to it just to see like new products i think they would still have them yeah I, I don't think that's like i don't think i think culture has changed in the hobby that you know people Get all their new news on, online. So what do they care to see really a model in person? Like, granted, sure, you can touch it. You can see the build quality. You can, like, you know, ask questions to the, the manufacturer and stuff, which is good stuff that you can't get on. Can't get as easily, I guess, on, like, social media. But, yeah, like, all that stuff is kind of yeah. I mean, staying in Facebook, you know, like, all the product yeah. information. Absolutely. And then. When you think like even back uh, 2000, the early 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, just 20 years ago, the internet couldn't even really do streaming video that well. Uh, it was really limited. So, I mean, now you got, I can see that model and the specs, boom, right away. I can see a video on it right away, you know, and get your price right away. So I'm guessing companies are like, oh, let's, that doesn't really make sense to do the trade shows that much. Well, anymore. to do both, right? To do both, yeah. yeah, one or the other. I I think the the cost for the companies is getting to the point where they there's no real benefit. Like yeah. the 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 business they get out of a trade show does not offset the cost it takes to attend. Because they've gotten so, way more expensive. The venues are more expensive. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, just, point, just everything about it is, is more expensive. My point is, you know, years ago, uh, you didn't have the internet. So that yeah. was really the only way people got to see the new stuff. Oh, I, to go yeah, to I agree. I mean, now, yeah. now it's just like right That's there. That's what the, the World's Fair was. Yeah. yeah now exactly. we yeah. know everything the minute it happens. So yep. there's really no reason yeah. to gather and see new technology. Yeah. Back in the day, people would read something in a newspaper or a magazine, and then they'd want to go see it in real person because you can't really tell sizing and stuff, you know, like dimensions and just how build quality. So you go to these trade shows and see all this stuff. And, and it's interesting because there's still huge trade shows, right? Like CES, like it's huge. But I'm going to one next week, actually, uh, for farming, a farm yeah, machinery show. You know, because, but like now it's like, I don't know. Just you can't really do trade shows in RC anymore. It seems like, you know, yeah. like okay. So the, here's an example I wanted to bring up is, um, you know, combining a trade show with also a retail shop, right? So like, like Extreme Flight, you know, they'll go to these events. They'll bring a whole bunch of planes to sell, and also have their displays out of like all their new stuff and their planes, all their new hardware you can buy and fuel tanks, all this crazy, you know, stuff for gassers. And it's like, you know, are they doing it? the right way like where they're actually making it beneficial for them to go and you know be present pay the the fees for for your booth and all that stuff 
um, advertising costs and all that stuff, and then to be able to actually make some recoup some of that money by selling stuff. You know, like Horizon yeah. Hobby goes there. You know, last AMA East, and like they had a huge display out. It's awesome. They had this little rock crawling test track on the floor and all this stuff, and it was like, or was that Hobby King? That might have been Hobby King. But they, you know, like at the end of the day, like they don't sell anything, so it's a total loss for them to go there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it? probably not a total loss, but I mean. One can and, one can argue, but yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're trying to get to, but yeah, but you know, think about but, the cost and just boxing everything up and getting it out there and sending people and putting them in a hotel like none of that's cheap anymore. Like your, no, your no, it's not, and all that. And in, in that area, hotel is oh, it's three hundred dollars a night. Yeah, yep. you know, so like it's like the cost of living, the cost of doing business has gone up you know they're right. not selling as much and, and the it's probably has something to do with the volume of people coming through the show also yeah i'm sure that's declined a little bit in the last few years that could be it's hard to tell I, every time i go there it's super busy and super packed and it's really uh, annoying because it's really hard to walk through the aisles to look at products when everyone's like trying to fight their way to look at things like to the point where like I think my wife doesn't even want to go anymore. Like she's just like, eh, it's too much and with the kids it just ends up being too much hassle than it's worth, you know? Well, and, but like it's funny because this past year, like or last year, the the whole middle aisle was R C cars. Yeah. You know? And does that kind of show I mean, I guess, uh, but let me ask this question. Does that show the trajectory of our hobby? Of the flight. Not not R C general, but R C flight. Well, I think it's always been RC in general has always been heavily ground based because of the the cost of entry and the skill required. Okay, I do agree. I think ground has always been two or three to one the amount of people to fly. Yeah, I I agree to that. I agree to the ratio too, which is funny. But uh, like the cars that were there. We're all fit scale, thousand dollars, like yeah. not cheap shit. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, I, I still argue the the learning curve and skill to. Oh yeah, uh, oh, I agree. I, oh, I can't think the word I'm saying, but the amount of that requires the knowledge base and stuff that requires to drive uh, even a big fit scale car around is nowhere near what it takes to even fly an airplane. You know, no, no, people totally. fly airplane and crash it and they get discouraged. Or you can bash that truck around all day and, you know, you might break one little thing. Yeah, you might break an arm or yeah. a shock tower or something, right? Yeah, I mean, like half a day of, of driving your car around is going to be instantly gratifying because you're going to get an instant result. And it's going to be, you're going to, most likely, you're going to have a good time with a sure. plane. You're going to be, you're going to be either on a buddy box or, you know, doing just a simple, you know, three channel or something. Uh, and you're probably going to be or scared shitless scared. most of the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Scared to crash, scared at to the, hurt yourself. At the same point, you're going to have a lot of fun that first day. And then by a week later, you're going to be bored as hell with your stupid truck driving around. <laughs> but, you know, that's just what it is. That's Andy I had one. at Free Full RC Podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Com. I don't know. No, you're right. I, well, I mean, look at the amount of comp, like racing and stuff. 
Well, yeah, yeah you have it's to race. Boring too. as fuck to drive a car around by yourself. So you no, have to start yourself. racing and right. start doing this yes. and doing that. Exactly. I had a fifth scale Baja HPI Baja. What I do? I ran it twice and then I sold it to Gator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just different. It's a different skill set. Different. Uh, I think that I was just a, a fluke. Maybe the. I don't know. I I don't I don't recall seeing that much ground stuff ever at the AMA show. No, it wasn't. It was like usually like a booth or two. It was just like maybe the last year they were like, yeah, whatever. And now whatever it was like a up. whole aisle, which was like maybe 10, 12 booths or something. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Maybe there's feels like there's been less and less companies doing RC planes and stuff. There's way fewer True. kit manufacturers. Mm-hmm. The whole hobby code thing. I yeah. mean, maybe they had to bring in some ground stuff just to fill out the the show. Oh, definitely, definitely. I know. I definitely know why they probably offered these you know ground companies like very good discounts to do it because. But you know that's. I mean, yes, <laughs> yes. There is a definitely. The, decline in companies and manufacturers so they don't have enough spaces you know um, yeah i mean you got you know you got horizon hobby and you hobby got king. small manufacturers yeah you got hobby yeah. king you got small manufacturers mm-hmm. like ra cores and yep. then some small uh kit like the wheelie neelys and stuff like that yep. got the extreme flights and the pilot and chief aircraft and all that stuff I on the bigger i'd like to see their stuff the bigger airplanes but mm-hmm. there's nowhere near the amount of of kits available as like what 10 years ago yeah i mean definitely there's not going to be the same amount i think there could have been like missed opportunity not missed opportunities but you know there there's definitely room for companies that are exist here but some companies don't want to invest some money on it and i totally understand right. like you know, it'd be great to see twisted hobbies there they have an indoor flying arena think yeah. about having a couple of twisted hobby pilots freaking Killing it in there. It'll oh, be absolutely. awesome to watch. Yeah. They have boats. They have a little lake there that they make. And which is cool. Like, so maybe add more boat companies. I wouldn't mind maybe picking up a boat. I live right next to a lake. Shoot. You know? Mm-hmm. Nodding off. <laughs> but it's funny. It's like, so when, when I talk about swap meet versus trade show, I feel like the swap meets are taking over that marketplace for the trade shows, like at the oh, venues yeah. and whatever. You yeah. know, like that there's more people. With old shit trying to sell their shit, the new people with new shit trying to sell their shit. <laughs> well, yeah, and for the monetary reasons we we're outlining, the companies probably don't see any benefit from it or very little. You know, they yeah. probably more benefit from revamping their website. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you want to spend ten thousand dollars to, you know, take a crew to the show and transport all the products and pay everything, or do you just want to buy a hundred ads on the forums? Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where where does that money do the most good? Where does that leave the hobby, though? At the end of the day, like, like let's let's put in another analogy. Like, you know, I, this kind of brings up a memory about Urcha and and the Jamboree. And there was a year where a couple big companies didn't want to sponsor it. You know, they still had a presence there, but it wasn't the presence that you know you've come to be accustomed to. But did it hurt their brand? Did it make it better? Like, you know, I don't know. What are your takes on that? Well, that type of thing, I don't think can it can't help the brand. 
uh, if it hurts it, I, I say I, I think that depends on the person you know who's looking at that. Like we said, I think last week we were talking about, you know, are you going to the fun flies for, you know, what reason yeah. are you going there? Mm-hmm. You going to see your friends? You going there because of vendors? I don't know. Like no, with, yeah, with the, everything being online and mm-hmm. you know you're having your choice, and you know a guy that's on is a guy that's kind of like we're we're where I'm at, where you're at, Steve, like have have flown a number of helicopters and put together a bunch of different airplanes and stuff. We kind of know what, what we like. We like Scorpion motors or we like X Nova or, you know, what kind of servos we like to use. Yeah. 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 It's great to see George, you know, George is from Scorpion when he's there and, you know, it's great to talk to these people, but, uh, and I would miss him if they weren't there, but I don't think I would think anything negative about their company if they weren't there, but that's just me, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And and back to the amount that you spend to go to a trade show. How many trade shows? I mean, there's the three basic ones I know of: the AMA East, the West, and the Toledo. Mm-hmm. Are there any other bigger ones? Not in the U.S. So we, you know, I mean, that's go- three. Yeah. I mean, you're close to the AMA East, so mm-hmm. it's easy for you to go. It's not easy for me to go there. It's nope. not easy for me to go to Toledo nope. or, you know, all the rest of the country. So I'd be surprised if they didn't have anything and in, in not, not maybe AMA, but like another type of, I don't know. I feel like that. We should look it up maybe, but I'm not aware of anything. Yeah. Well, as far but my, as I, I get, know, my dude. point is, is does your dollar do the most good there or does it do it online as an online presence that everyone sees? Sure. No, it makes sense. Uh, I, I feel like I'm defending them, but I'm really not because I love trade shows and I would absolutely, like I said, I'm going <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're so not defending I like them. I like to see stuff in person, pick it mm-hmm. up, touch it, feel it, but I feel like I might be the minority. And mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to you have to travel four, five, six hours or get on a plane to get there, then it just becomes that much more unfeasible yeah well we should it's, add too that east and west are are done for the ama expos yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're and this, this is someone yeah and this is another thing that i kind of heard down the pipeline is that that this might be the last year the toledo show too yeah which means there's no rc yep. flight trade show at all in yep. the u.s that we know of. obviously there might be some that we're just not aware of so um yeah, which is that sucks, you know. Like, like I said, like I mean, we've all made this comment. Like, it's not going to make us change our buying habits, but you know, it's just like I, you know, it would have been nice for me to like go to a trade show and like feel the latest Futaba radio. Mm-hmm. Do I want it? Does it fit my hand? Can I make the switch? Like, right, I mean, right. you know, like. But we're also coming from a point of view where we're we're in the hobby pretty deep. Like, we're we're in it. We love it. We're doing it every weekend. You got a guy like Jeff, uh, who maybe comes out once a year when these trade, this trade show thing was something that he and I both looked forward to. You know, I know you and I, Steve, too, but you know, he also, liked, yeah, he went last year to today, me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm also thinking about the, the new guy that's, you know, maybe wants to give it a, sh- a try. You know, I know when I was, when I was new, uh, I would research just all the different things that I could 
see and touch and, and, you know, just about the hobby itself, you know, like where can I go to, to check this out? Or, I mean, geez, I was researching different hobby stores and taking a ride and, and just, you know, visiting them, uh, oh, all, me too. all around Jersey when I started, you know, yeah. so yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, I think it's definitely going to affect I still the do hobby. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, mean, I still I do look that. for hobby shops. I, I do that when I'm, you know, in a different part of the country. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's ha- not having this can will would definitely uh, definitely uh, impact the hobby for sure. I I think it impacts in the long run because the the potential people that can kind of see this. Oh, there's a trade show. Let me go check out check it out for ten bucks. You know, like it's a very low buy-in to go check out all the new stuff that's out in the market today. That they don't know, like, you know, if yeah. you're not part of the RC Heli Hangouts crew or the, you know, CP Helis or any of those other Facebook groups that like, you know, for folks that announce stuff, how would you know sometimes, you know? Yeah. We don't have TV commercials. And we it, don't even have YouTube commercials for, for RC, right? So all we have is is social media and and word of mouth. Yep. Yeah, and not, now that we don't have, we're not going to have trade shows much more. You know, and then people wonder, like, why is helicopters or RC flights dying in New York, in the United States, while, like, it seems to be flourishing up in Germany or other countries, you know? I'm I'm shrugging my shoulders right now, my hands up. Like, I don't know. You know, is it because we don't have trade shows or because companies don't invest in in this type of marketing and advertising? Or is it because people, I mean, I I think part of the reason is just people are not into it anymore, right? Like. Yeah, why why remote part- control an airplane when I can remote control my, you know, uh, Call of Duty guy killing other right. Call of Duty people, the, you know? The overall volume of people in the hobby is definitely declined. Yeah, hugely. And, and it's, I don't know if it's still going down or not. That and the fact that companies are getting, they're not getting a return on the investment of the trade show. So why bother? Yeah, and you can't really blame them for that. No, because as much I think as you'd like to gonna, invest in it, yeah, you could put that money somewhere else and do more good. Yeah, yeah I definitely. That, I think the price to pull it off has gone up quite it's, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 ridiculous to like you know the amount of money it costs to like put a couple of people in a hotel room and pay their flight and and to lug all that stuff, right? And their but, per diem and all yeah. that. Yeah, 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 and all that stuff. I mean, it's not cheap. It's definitely not cheap, but it's like, how can we get back, you know, I mean, uh, how can we make RC great again? Like, how can we (laughs) push this shit so that, like, there is a trade show in the U.S., you know? Like, maybe combine all the trade shows and make it a big, huge thing in Vegas where you not only go to trade show in Vegas, you can also gamble and do other things out there, you know? Or, like, what, what what, what works? What can work? What can, how can we repair this? downward spiral get get kids interested in rc flight but i mean it's it's such an uphill battle it is it's an uphill battle for a lot of reasons government regulation mm-hmm. generally um, there's always exceptions but generally the younger generation has zero interest in rc yeah anything mm-hmm. fuck if i know yeah, <laughs> I mean, shit. If we knew, we probably would be sitting here doing a podcast. Yeah, we'd be doing something know? about it. Yeah, we'd be. But seriously, I mean, it, it's it's an uphill every way. I mean, yeah. the government's breathing down our necks. The um, bad publicity. Bad publicity. 
the quote unquote drones and this and that. Everybody's afraid to death of a drone, even though they've thus far caused zero problems. Yeah. Um, it's just public perception. It's not been great. I don't get my friends liking me when I fly a, a plane or a helicopter. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. get likes for that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Friends? Yeah. I don't have any non RC friends so, on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I mean, the, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but as guys our age get older and get out of it and the old guys move on, then, mm-hmm. I mean, who's going to fill the places? Nope. There'll always be a few, but not like 10, 15, 20 years ago. No. So I don't know. Our, our hobby is but, in big trouble, uh, like long-term wise. Like five years, we'll be still here. We'll still be flying. 20 years, probably. 50 years, we'll be all gone. <laughs> Next generation will be a third of what this generation is, you know? Well, and so know, on and so on. And, you never you know. know, though. You never really do do know. Of uh, course. I mean. If helicopters would have stayed the same uncontrollable, you know, blenders that they were, you know, would, would, yeah, would anybody be flying? Would they yeah. be there? No, the technology kind of got up there. And who knows? We might have. I don't know. You could have anything happen. They might be able to. You might be able to in 10 years fly them in a really small area really good control where kids could pick it up, you know, in a house that was big enough or outside their small, you know, whatever area. Yeah. Maybe Blade will, will finally make an MCPX that flies like a 700. <gasps> yeah. Are they going to make it indestructible with a reset button? Because yeah. yeah, I think that's what it'll take. Well, I mean, look, yeah. at the, look at the AS3X dude too, though, over the last couple of years. They've got small, lightweight models that can actually fly in the wind. Halfway, decent. yeah. I mean, all the UMX stuff yeah. that that's impressive, and those things cheap. have zero wings, you know, to be actually mm-hmm. handling the wing loading. I know a lot of kids that have gotten into it because of that, and you know, and flight test and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I wouldn't give up all hope, but I, I have to agree with you guys, you know, with canceling expos like this, and uh, just it's not good, it's not good for the yeah. hobby. It's it's creating less and less and less of a visibility of the good stuff in this hobby, you know? And then, like, five years from now, people are going to be like, UAS drones? they are like, oh, all they think about, I mean, they do now, but all they think about will be, like, DJI and, well, and how, I, what type of clusterfuck that is. And I think about, you know, you saying that this will be the last uh, AMA, maybe possibly Toledo show, but there still will be swap meets that aren't, you know, Exposed yeah. or AMA sanctioned or whatever they are, mm-hmm. however you want to put it. Uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. there is a you know a need for it, I'm sure the clubs will come up with it and the community will come up with with something. You know. Well, well, that's the thing. That's why I I had the question swap meet versus trade show because I think swap meets are taking over completely. Where you won't ever, like 10, 20 years from now, you won't remember what a trade show is in America. Right. But you'll know like oh swap meet yeah, anybody use stuff? It's great. You know. Yeah. And I there, mean, there is a a small, uh, it's not a trade show, but there is a, a trade show esque presence at some of the bigger fun flies, like Joe oh, Nall, yeah, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. or Urcha. Yeah, you can go Good and pick point. up that Futaba radio, mm-hmm. or you know whatever. Yeah, talk to the people from uh, yeah. yeah from uh, Mikado or 
talk about your V bar, V control, or Jet ear. So yeah, there, there is a presence. It's just it's not a full dedicated trade show. Yeah, but that that's the thing. But because it's not like a dedicated trade show to the public. I mean, granted, these fun flies are for the public, but most fun flies like are. I mean, I could talk to anyone in my job. They'd be like, well, "What's a fun fly? What is that?" Except for the couple people that I've like dragged them to my fun flies. Right, but how many of like, those people know what AMA East is? None. Well, so it's the same difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. The, like, we, we don't have. Obviously, we don't have the answers here. <laughs> you know, we don't. We don't presume to have any answers. Oh, here. you're saying we don't know something? Can't believe yes, that. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we. But it's it's you know we're making these we're. We're, we're looking at our hobby and I'm kind of trying to look from the outside a little in and to see that like with these things just, you know, withering away, you know, eventually the hobby's going to wither away with it, which is unfortunate. You know, at least at the current trajectory we're at, sure, maybe something new or something crazy happens that just like pow brings us back into the spotlight and like there's a mass adoption of it and people are like, you know, we need whatever, a TV but- show. I bet you there was an influx of people flying helicopters when um, Bruce Jenner would fly on the Kardashian show. We need a TV show like on the, or the History Channel or one of these. That, I mean, they they got TV shows about blacksmithing and logging and all these million different things. Yeah. That people are now very interested in. Yeah. Duck hunting. Duck, yeah, right. I was just thinking Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. We need an R. We need an RC version of that. Well, we dude. need an RC version. We just need to hire a couple people from the RC Heli Hangouts because there's so much fucking stupid drama on there that yeah, people eat perfect. that shit up. Dude, <laughs> I gotta say, at this time of we're talking on the podcast, uh, you know, of kind of a lot of uh, downer uh, topics and subjects. Thank God for Bill and Two. I can watch that those two videos tonight and chill out and. Forget all my swap meet and trade show woes. So you're saying watching that Bill and Two's YouTube channel, the secondary YouTube channel, the two videos makes you brain dead? Yes. I can I can disconnect my brain. Yes, without having to drink all that alcohol and kill your liver, dude. He's saving your life. Yeah, it's it's a trade off. <laughs> but it's 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 it's, it's my weak trade off. It's, it's not my weekend trade off. No, 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 no. Weekend is reserved. Yeah. <laughs> the weekdays, sure. <laughs> if he gets another video up on that channel, it's going to be awesome. Dude, it's going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be... He's going to get, like, 10,000 more subscribers. It's going to be peace, love, and skipping through happy poppy field seed fields of whatever. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. <laughs> All right, so let's see. I think that's all the questions. I don't really have much for this. <laughs> you guys have any other things you want to talk about, Swap Meets? Uh, I had something I was going to say earlier, but I forget now. I think I did say it, though. I do want to go to more, though. Um, that's one of the things I noticed at the Adam Show. Like, I know I know my, my perception of the Adam Show every, like, every year has been dwindling down and down and down. But like this year, I, I kind of changed my attitude about it. It wasn't about trying to get a deal. It wasn't about trying to 
find a bargain or try to buy something. Like I went there with the mindset of I want to buy XT60 connectors, which I couldn't believe I couldn't find any, and what? shrink wrap. No That's one had XT60. No, no one had XT60 for sale. Wow, they were all um, deans, dude. All yeah, the bikers and quad <laughs> yeah. guys use XT60s. I know, but they're all deans, so they're all old planker guys. <laughs> oh, they're way old then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they haven't they probably haven't heard of Hobby Kick. Anyways, um. So, like, my perception changed about it because it wasn't about buying shit. It wasn't about swap me per se, but it was more about meeting people in the community. And that's what kind of, I don't know, what's the word for it? When, like, rejuven, what is it? Um, rejuvenize myself a little, like, to wanted to do more things like this, like going to the Lebanon swap me, going to the Toledo show, you know, like, because we, the way I look at it now, too, is that we're not going to have many opportunities to do these things. So yeah. might as well take advantage of it, right? Like, let's go while the iron's still hot, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we've had numerous people that have said, you know, life's kind of short. And, you know, when you turn around and you don't do these things that you always wanted to do, you might as well do them. So, you know, I'm glad yeah. I went to the Ram show or AMA East all those years because mm-hmm. now it's gone. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you're thinking about going to one of these swap meets or something. Do it. Yeah, do it. Because you never you know. know. You, uh, that that should be that should be the model of everyone. Like you never know when your time is up. So if you want to do something, go do it. Like you want to fly an airplane, you want to try it, go do it. Like there's people on our field that are like, oh, I want to I want to try helicopters, but like I don't want to, you know, it's too much crashing and too much repairing and and it costs a lot of money. But I mean, what are you saving your money for? I don't know. I'm gonna spend that shit. Fuck it. You know, I'm gonna buy it, whatever. You know, I'll I'll make sure I save some money for my kids and stuff. You know, most of them are but, on a fixed income. Yeah, that's true. But dude, we have the the trainer. We're gonna get that going this year. Should be a should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and I got that 550 ready to go too. So between that and the 230 that you have, I think we'll we'll get some people. You know, doing some yeah some sport flying with the with these helis, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be so. interesting to see. You know how they how they process it, and then how they kind of look at what we do. I'm not saying we do anything crazy, you know, or like a guy like like Chris or Dan that comes out to the field. You know, it's going to be interesting what they after they've tried it, you know, and and see yeah. how hard it is, how easy it is, however they. It's going to be interesting their take on yeah, it. You know, for sure, for sure. And that's one of the things we should do is uh, we should get some feedback once, like, you know, we do like one or two sessions yeah. and ask, like, what do you think? Well, you know, what's your take on it? Yeah. Is it something you like? Is it something you hate? If you hate it, like, what parts do you not like or what parts do you like? You know, it's good to get this type of feedback and know um, where where people's opinions are, you know. Are you going to make a questionnaire you got to fill out? Nah, no. Nah, I'll just ask them, you know, when we're done. <laughs> After that flight, when they land, they're like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So, yeah, you like it? What, what do you think? Are you, you know? satisfied? Very satisfied? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, from zero to five, how satisfied were you? <laughs> five being very satisfied and zero being not so much. No. <laughs> no, none of that shit. No way. But um, <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. and And I'm hoping that, like... These swap meets, if the trade skills goes away, I hope the swap meets come to folds more. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's cheaper, right? They're, they're doing them in like these municipal buildings. They're doing them at, you know, they're not renting out the Secaucus or Meadowlands Expo Center, which gotta cost freaking yeah. tons of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? 
maybe they're doing they it at colleges and schools and stuff. Or maybe they can attend more of the fun flies, you know, the companies. Yeah, have right. More stuff at Joe Nall or even some of these smaller fun flies. Yeah, if these companies aren't spending, you know, ten thousand dollars to send people to this AMA East. Maybe they yeah. can go five thousand or less than that, right? Just you know, rent a uh, camper. I don't know. I'm just saying that's shit, a possibility. You know? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. If um, if some of that, like like we're saying, don't spend all the money into it, but like maybe you know, do one or two of these uh, fun fly events, see how it takes, see if uh, if it's worth bringing product there to sell and and so on. So cool. 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 Yeah. So. Andy, you've have you been to swap meets before? Or no, I forgot what you said. Mm-hmm. He's been in really, RC right? swap meets. He's been I in mean, George's the, house. The tiny ones. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you do, you've been to some tiny ones like club events and stuff, right? I'm, yeah. I'm sure. There's I don't know of any bigger ones in my area. Like I said, that one in Georgia is five and a half hours away. Wow. I, mm. I don't want to go do an overnight trip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I'm trying to think back. What would be the best deal I got at a swap meet? From all the swap meets I've been to. It's not much, but... I mean, this is not a swap meet, but when I bought that extreme flight plane, I got a pretty good deal. But it wasn't I swap got a good deal on mine, buying it at Joe Nall. Yeah. I can't really say because uh, I've crashed everything I bought at a swap meet. <laughs> no, but what was the best thing? I mean, it doesn't matter if you crashed or not. Like, What do you um, think best bang for your buck kind of deal? Probably the first one where I got those two bigger planes for like twenty bucks. Yeah, that is a steal. And, and even this last one with those two planes, that's yeah. pretty. I think that's a pretty good steal. Yeah, you know, and maybe I would have to say this last one because I've always wanted the rare bear, and I I was always like, "There's no way I'm paying two hundred dollars for that plane." And then uh-huh. that guy basically gave it to me. Yeah. Uh, for ten bucks. So I mean, well, fifteen if you count them together. Uh, but yeah. That, that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners, if you've gotten a crazy deal at a swap meet, let us know. Post it on this thread that we'll, we'll post on Facebook. Um, or send us an email at freefrc at gmail.com. All right. Let's move it on then. Dude, on a really tangent, I have gotten some amazing deals at uh, comic book swap meets when I was a kid, man. I, I can remember buying comic books for like $15, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And pff, they're worth a lot of money nowadays. Yeah, I remember when I used to go to like, there, I don't know if there's a swap me, but like the local comic book store, I used to buy like, you know, the boxes. Yeah. For like a hundred bucks. You buy like a box of rent, like, wow. you know, comic books. It was like, I think they had a lot of people like sell their collections when they got out of it to the comic book stores and they just wanted to sell them back. But it was cool. It was, there were some good deals. Um, I used to go to, and then I, and then I sold them for like 20 bucks or something. I don't remember what it was. Nice. I used to go to a a place down where I worked, uh, probably 90 in the nineties. And, uh, that guy told me a story about, and it's what made me think of, you know, your best deal that you've ever gotten. Um, tell me a story about, um, whether it was green lantern or something or, or the, one of the archer characters that, you know, bow and arrow characters that either Marvel or DC had. I think it was Green Lantern. Guy went to a uh, garage sale and picked up three comic books. Uh, the lady was said, just give me 50 cents a piece. They, they looked up the price 
uh, you know, because you can look that up uh, pretty easily. Even back then, you know, there was always a yeah. book or somebody knew how much they were worth. Uh-huh. And it was Green Lantern, like, I don't know, real low number. So, like, say two, three, and four. And the guy bought them. They didn't realize the people that sold it that it was like Tales of the Green Lantern, which was a completely different comic book, and they were worth like, I don't know, like a thousand dollars a piece or something. Oh man, wow! Yeah, I remember the guy, that guy at the store used to go to tell me that story, and uh, I thought that was like, wow, that's like the the best deal I've ever heard of. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, that's uh, just something that came to my head talking about shows and stuff. Okay, let's uh. Let's move over to what is this? The planker segment. Do we have one? I think we do. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I know. <laughs> you ready, Andy? Yes. Hello. IX13 here. I just got back from the transmitter hospital. They told me, 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 me. me. That I needed to be trash, 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 because I am a cheap clone. Dick, dick, wad. A priest, a rabbi, and a transmitter walk into a bar. A bar. Now for another episode of the Free Fall Planker Channel. I forgot what the hell this thing is called. My segment. I got my hands in the air, shrugging. Um, Planker news, wasn't it? Planker news. Yeah. yeah. Planker yeah, news, plank- field report, something. I don't know. News That's update. Like news update, yeah. It's a blast from the Planker Pass. <laughs> oh, shit. Planky, plank, plank. <laughs> All right, thanks. So, uh, hey guys, so I'm out here in the field. I'm trying to uh, track a missing uh, radian, um, and because you know, because it's a night radian, I have to track it at night. So I had ordered this uh, special uh, radian detector from Amazon. Uh, we got it here in the field. There we go. Okay, so now we have to um, work our way. Through. Oh, damn it! That's some deep mud. Shit. Ah, here's the park ranger. Hi, sir. Sir, you realize that's a radon detector. Radon detection is for home use, for inside your home, for inside a structure. Oh, I have no idea shit. what a radian is, but this is a radon detector. Are you a fucking idiot, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. R- radian, radon, damn it. I, I'm throwing this thing into water here. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Oh, boy. Here comes the weather again. What is it with me in this shit? God damn it. Screw that plane. All right. Go ahead. Oh,
Hey, it's Bill Ann. I've got on the line here. I wanted to uh, oh, comment, though. I appreciate it. So anyway, uh, Bill, uh, we appreciate your time. You know. Um, so, Bill, what did you think when I told you that if you, um, you know, did the phone interview, there would be a free donut in it for you? Um, I was all excited. Is there anything else you'd like me to add to the donut? Toast. Uh, Fish. So, Bill, um, some uh, unnamed uh, free fall cast person that wasn't Steve, George, or Andy <laughs> put forward this theory that you're actually a lizard person? Uh, I don't know the best way to say it. So, how does this work? Do you... Uh, you wear a, you know, do you wear a, a disguise or a mask or something? And and then I'm just gonna like. <laughs> so, Bill, how did this person, uh, this unnamed person, you know, find out about this whole lizard man thing? I mean, was well, it that, uh, was it after you took the uh, the disguise off? Before I before I even took it off. So, Bill, what? What's the food when you're a lizard man? What's the um, food like? Fishy, fishy. But I just somehow just decided that you know well, let me give this a try, and uh, I've been pretty happy that I that I did. This is what I enjoy. Bill, do you do you sleep in a bed or do you uh, sleep uh, around a, a heated rock? You know, you know when some yeah you the one I'm talking to. I don't blame you. Bill, one last thing before we <laughs> we cut this off. Uh, I have an audio tape here. Could you? Um, do you tell me what's being said here? <laughs> kind of got like yanked out. Didn't even give it any lift. I went the opposite way. That's bait. Well, GMO, non-GMO. I mean, that's like uh, almost like twenty years ago. I think just. Some things like I had wanted to do it like about the practice bang out a bunch. So I was kind of like, all right, you know what I'm gonna do is like wait, I was all excited that day to kinda of, other than that, um toast. It's done. Um it was like <laughs> Thank you for calling Freefall RC Podcast. Please press one for the George Baker fan club. <laughs> Please press 2 to register for the Andy Ross paternity test. Please note there is a 10-month backlog. Please press 3 for the Steve Young disco dance class. Press 4 if Kevin is asleep in your front yard. Press 5 to drop off a stool sample. Press 6 to register for the free fall sick cat babysitting service. Press 7 to pick up a stool sample. <laughs> Press 8 for no particular reason at all. <laughs> Press 9 if you would like one random cast member to show up and shower with you at your house. What? Press 10 to order the Free Fall RC cast member scratch and sniff calendar. Yeah, I'd like to place an order for delivery. Gonna have two fried chickens and a coke. Yeah, I got this uh, free fall scratch and sniff calendar, and the only scratch and sniff is on ass. It's all asses. I, I don't really care what George Baker's ass smells like. I want my money back. Shit balls. Is that it?
shit. A lot of stupid shit. <laughs> kind of got like yanked out. Didn't give it any lift. I went the opposite way. That's ba- well, GMO, non-GMO. I mean, that's like um, almost like twenty years. I think just some things like I had wanted to do it like about practice bang out a bunch so i was kind of like all right you know what i'm gonna do is like when i was all excited that day to kind of other than that um toast it's done um it was (laughs) (laughs) oh wait 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 wait. one last thing uh, the Planker needs you, uh, Freefall RC listeners, to uh, send an email in for any requests that you might have. You might have a product for review or a person for me to target. Just cut loose. Uh, and that would be shooter training, one word, shooter training at gmail.com. Mike needs a new email. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. oh God, that's funny. That was like Bill and deranged. I loved it. Yeah, dude, I didn't understand. <laughs> I freaking loved it. Yeah. Oh man, that was awesome. All right, awesome. Thanks, Mike. Uh, okay, <clears throat> I guess let's move it on to news and announcements. Okay, news and announcements. All right, what do we have? We have some announcements. Okay. The voting will be open for the Urcha board member replacement. And you can read about the three candidates at <clears throat> urcha.org forward slash nominees. Yes. If you're an Urcha member, you should be Java? able to. <laughs> uh, probably. We have our buddy Robert Monty, Dan Brickman. And Jeff Young. So they, they each have a little blurb uh, writing about themselves. So definitely check that out. And I am told that voting will be open like today. So by the time you hear this, it should be, there should be a link on the website, urcha.org, to vote. Awesome. Nice. And I have a couple fun flies, fun fly dates to note first up is the 2020 mid-atlantic heli championships june 26th through the 28th at wayne miniature aeronautics in goldsboro north carolina this is robert monty's f3c f3n competition definitely check that out and the other one i have on here is the 18th annual northeast model helicopter jamboree And that is August 28th through the 30th at the Rams Flying Field in Macedon, New York. Nice. Wow. Got those dates up pretty uh, early, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I should probably get my dates up there, too, huh? One of these days. Yes. And last but not least, don't forget to submit comments to the FAA. Yes. Yes. The deadline is the end of this month. So get on that. Get on Send that. Send them some comments. There's mm-hmm. lots of resources out there. Uh, if you need guidelines or something, I'm not going to go through all of it right now, but uh, the Heliheads podcast 
did a very good episode about it. The AMA podcast has talked about it. There's multiple Facebook uh, videos and posts about it, YouTube videos. So check that out and draft yourself a comment and send it in. Well put. Is that all we got for news and announcements? Uh, that's all I have, unless you guys okay. know something. I know nothing. SAB has a new helicopter that's in the makings right now. And from the gist that I'm getting, it looks like they're revamping the uh, Yurikai model. Okay, so, nice. But yeah, that's the one that I've been sharing. Different on, than uh, the one we talked about last week? It's not. Uh, no, it the same? No, it's the same one, but okay, it's like, cool. at least we know what it is now. I think yeah. last week we were like, there's some new model, we're not sure. Right. Yeah, so. Um, okay, cool. Enrico said it was the uh, the Yurikai. They're updating the Yurikai model. Nice. So, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I'm interested to in see if it uh, adopts the new uh, Kraken style of um, cyclics and also the way that the you know everything's mounted up top, the mm-hmm. higher CG. Or, so. Sure. Cool. Okay, let's move it on to what's next for you in the hobby. Well, well I know what's next for you guys. Yeah, so what's next for you, Kevin? Uh, I think our club's having a night fly this Saturday. Yes. And I'm on call. So it's all up in the air. Huh. No pun intention. Yeah. Uh, What are you guys going to be doing? I know you're going to be going to the chill out. Yes. RC Heli Hooligan Chill Out. RC Heli's Only Flying Field in Mottdale, North Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're not there, then you must definitely be square. Yep. Because pretty much everyone cool is attending. Yes. Yeah. No, Except you know. Kevin. Yeah. Can't make it. Cool. Uh, Andy, what day are you driving down again? You said Thursday? Thursday. Morning? Yeah. And how long does it take you to get there? Uh, Six hours. Is that long? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it would be like a three-hour drive for you. No, dude. I'm in Tennessee. That's only a whole other side of North Carolina. I'm coming from New Jersey. That's like a whole other side of America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, okay, cool, interesting. Uh, what time do you plan on leaving? I just want to kind of get like an idea. Um, uh, probably about eight. Oh, that early? Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Now, what yeah, part I of- should be there around like I don't know. I'll be there in the afternoon at some point. Yeah, probably like three o'clock. I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Maybe earlier. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably be there around, I think, like in the evening, like six or seven o'clock on Thursday. If, right. Because I think it's, I think uh, Dan said it was six hours or six and a half hours from him. Mm hmm. And it's about three hours for me to go to Dan's house. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, we plan on leaving Dan's house around like 12, one o'clock, I guess. So, yeah, around six or seven. Cool. I can't wait. Um, what helicopter are you going to fly in a tandem? Have you decided? Whichever one I don't care about crashing. So probably the XL Power. All right. XL Or are we doing 500? Black Thunder. I don't know. I don't know if I should bring my 500. I nah, wasn't originally going to. I wouldn't bother. Nah. You know? Jay kind of squashed the whole, like, you we- know, the helicopter should come down to pieces. But, um... <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm. We're not intentionally going to crash. No, no, of course not. But if you and I hit each other in the air, I can't say I'd be surprised. No, yeah, wouldn't be my first time <laughs> flying tandem. In Just saying. Up, 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be super bummed about it, to be honest, because I'm sure it'll be kind of cool looking. <laughs> it'll make a really cool noise. So, you know. In the air I mean, and when it hits the ground. <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, I think we're okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, with my track record right now in tandem flights, <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to fly your five, your 5.56 or 5.20 or something? Swallow? Yeah. Maybe. Dude, you've only had one crash, right? In tandem hmm. flights? Like real tandem flights? Yeah. Only one crash. Yeah. I mean, Ask me how many real tandem flights have I had. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess. One. Yes. No, I've flown with you. We've flown together. No, but that's more years. like, oh, you fly on the right side, I fly on the left side. That's yeah. not well, the same. I thought we were going I thought uh we were gonna get proxy pilots. I thought Justin Cook was gonna fly your goblin and <laughs> Neil Capaloric was gonna fly my XO power. <laughs> Dude, we're only <laughs> announcing that after the betting's over. Then we're gonna yeah. switch it. Nah, nah. I think we'll fly. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll, we'll have I'm fun different. either way. I, I, the the difference is that we have two very different flying styles, which means that we probably won't hit each other. We've never, we've never flown together. We've never flown together. We only and, see each other like twice a year. So yeah. And really, it was twice a year last year, but before then, it was like once a year at best. And we didn't even, I didn't even think I ever saw you fly <laughs> until last year or the year before when we went to our chair. You know, so. Um, I got a couple ideas for some maneuvers we might can do that you and I can, should both be able to do that might look cool. Okay. Could do that. Some intersecting funnels or something. Well, I was thinking we do funnels together, but like you just keep on doing funnels and then I'll go like upright to invert it and do a figure eight and then come back into the, the circle and then leave the circle in the figure eight and come back at the circle. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that timing goes now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So are we going to practice on Friday <laughs> and then smash all should... our shit up and then be like, well, I'll, uh, we'll have to go borrow something to fly Saturday. No, I think we should. Do a flight together, very reserved. Maybe talk about some maneuvers that we can possibly do together. Maybe you know share the ideas that you have. Yeah. Um, but then and then but then really go throw down on on that that night on yeah, Saturday. Sure. That's that's when we really go, you know, kind of balls to the wall and fucking send it right. Yep. Yeah, and I, I'm you know, it'd be unfortunate if either one of us crashed into each other. But eh, I mean. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even bat an eye at that. But oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think it'd be amazing. But anyways, um, of course, not intentionally. I'm not going to be aiming for your helicopter like I did with Drew and his helicopter at the <laughs> Rochester event. Um, no, no, I didn't do that. I, didn't, I wouldn't do that. Good luck catching me. Yeah, yeah. You're fast. Your car. Yeah, yeah. Your heli's gonna be gone. No, I fly very slow and try to fly smooth, but I don't always succeed. Yeah, see, I'm the wild card because I don't know where my heli is going to end up. <laughs> so if I don't know where it's going to end up, shit, nobody knows where it's going to yeah, end up. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you fly on the deck and I'll fly like up in the stratosphere. But the thing is, is I don't, I, I don't fly on the deck. Like I'll come to the ground, I'll come to like you know whatever ten feet, and then I'll pop it up, and the next thing I know, I'll be like, holy shit, why am I forty four hundred feet in the air? <laughs> oh, I'm back down. Okay, here we go. So again. basically, you're just all over the fucking place. I'm just all over the place. Yes, I'm all okay. over the place on this podcast. I'm all over the place in the air. <laughs> I'm just fucking all over the place, kind of guy. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, it's it'll be, be funny at least, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's definitely going to be funny. It's definitely going to be a show. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think we're going to be 
freaking talking about this for the next four or five episodes. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So, yep. Chill out. That's basically the plan. Uh, when are you leaving? Are you leaving Sunday morning-ish? Yeah, Sunday sometime. Probably around noon. Cool, cool. All right. I'm just trying to trying to figure things out. Was I really, like, I don't know. I don't know this field. I've never been there, so I have very, like, mystified expectations. There's so many people coming. I don't know where they're all going to park. It's yeah, no, I know place. Leslie was saying that there's no more um, camper well, spots. Well, besides that, just for cars. Plus, yeah. it's going to rain. It's supposed to rain all week, so it's going to be uh, muddy. I heard that field doesn't handle no. rain too well. Mm. Luckily, the campers will be parked on kind of like crushed pavement they've dumped out, like gravel. Gravel, okay. So that won't be a problem, but all yeah. the cars and stuff will be, I don't know. Well, it's going to be packed, dude. Let's see. Let's hopefully the weather changes and it, it stops raining earlier and dries up. Um, but yeah. I think it's gonna be a great time. The weather's got looking really nice, so like it's rain. Th- it's rain. Thunderstorms Thursday, and it's supposed to be sunny and up in the fifties the rest oh, of the week. Nice. So, yeah, it's gonna be really nice. Oh, show. All right. Well, I wonder who's like. I know there's a lot of people going, so it's gonna be great. Fifty-seven on Friday and fifty-one on Saturday. What That's is that? Like per- perfect flying weather. Oh, the temperature. Yeah, yeah. I thought you say 51 people. And I was like, how do you oh, know no, 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 how many no, people? No. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So, let's see. Do we have any voicemails? Do we? I, think. I don't know. I, I kind of walked away from the radio for hey, a while. Hey, wake up, here. Kevin. I think we I do. Had, I had to check on a few things. Hey, Steve, it's Mike. Listen, I got to be quiet. I, I'm in public. Listen. I got all those new scratch and sniff uh, photos done and the different flavors you asked for. Uh, some of them they didn't have. These are the ones that were available. Toad cheese, hat <laughs> sweat, uh, sack oil. Uh, this one you asked for, they did have, Fumunda cheese. The last one, we're waiting for a callback. Uh, you asked for bicycle seat racing stripes. I, I don't even know what that is. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> oh, Mike! <laughs> Thanks, Mike, for the voicemail. You got you, you got them all right. Too uh, bad they're out of stock of all that shit. Well, you know that guy did call in and say they all smell like ass. So <laughs> it's about right. So leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Yes. What's the number, Kevin? The number is nine seven three nine three six eight nine three six. Nice try, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right and we'll play it on to... the show yeah we will are we uh are we ready f- to wrap it up then i'm ready to wrap it up are you ready nope i didn't think so all right facebook likes we are at 973 that's way more than the 696 i said yesterday <laughs> last week right uh, <laughs> Uh, it's plus four this week. Um, oh, this is a, a new person that I, I, I think I've met him at Fomo down. Um, we have, cue the music, Ali Balash, Justin Mahoney, Jesus, oh, this one, I don't butcher, sorry. Jesus Palacios, 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 uh, Christian <laughs> Orzais. 
Orzais, Orzais, Orzas, Orzo. All right. Well, thank you for liking our page. And sorry, I butchered your last names. And but, Enrico uh, yeah. Palazzo. Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks everyone for liking our Facebook page. Woo. Thanks, guys. What is that? Twenty-seven more. Twenty-seven. Oh, damn! For averaging three to four a week, before we know it, we're gonna hit that thousand mark. It'll be Christmas. You know, we <laughs> already Christmas. have over a thousand followers. Uh, do we? I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Thousand twelve people that follow and nine hundred seventy-two that like us. That's okay. That's not awesome. everybody. Not everybody likes us, but they'll want to hear all about it. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Facebook comments. Now I know we got a couple of good ones here. We do on our episode 210 pay to play. Charlie Evans posted uh, asking all the questions that nobody wants the answers to. <laughs> uh, very true. Um, Tom Shin posted. Let let George know that Shannon at only fine. Hellies has the torque tube ends he was looking for and uh-huh. gave the part number for his synergy. The E6, E7 torque tube ends. And Shannon from Only Fine Hellies, I can only assume it's Shannon, uh, said, better grab them fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. And then you, Steve, posted a very nice-looking ultralight that I'm sure if it crashes into your house, it's going to do some damage. Uh, and it oh, yeah. says, little meme that says, doesn't require FAA registration. Uh, and then a little paper airplane with a motor and receiver on it that if it did crash into your house, it would do zero damage. Uh, and it says requires FAA registration. Makes no sense. Yeah. So I um, that was a reshare of Ian fucking Joe's post. Right. Yeah. Um, and I tagged FAA on that one. Nice. Yeah. So so curious to see if um, <laughs> they even... Notice it probably not. I don't think they do. I um, get a bunch of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. Yep. I want. I want to actually go over a couple of these. I think these were very hilarious. Um, the and, website comments. No, no, no. Just on Facebook. So okay. first thing I want to do is. Um, it seems like last week, a week from today, uh, Chris Wilson posted on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll love to have the free fall guys at our fun fly. Steve, Kevin, Andy, and George. Here's your personal invite. It is the 21st edition of the San Diego Heli Fun Fly, May 15th through 17th. Oh, um, yeah, I won't be able to make that. It's in uh, California, Fallbrook, California. And I think um, there's Palomar RC Flyers, San Marcos, California. Um, it's a club that's hosting it. It's sponsored by Next Futaba Expert. I think this is the one that um, the Donnie Pesci goes to a lot. Okay. I think he's in that area. Yeah, I would love to, but it's not in the cars this year, but potentially maybe we can plan for something like this next year. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invite, though. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the thought. Um, let's see. Ian Joe posted two memes. Two. And they're for Bill and two. So <laughs> first one is... Um, it's like the Muppet Chef character, I guess. Swedish Chef. Swedish Chef, yeah. He's like, meanwhile, looking up Bill N YouTube channel, he's looking on his little laptop, and then he just makes a smug look looking at the camera, I guess. <laughs> and I think it's basically saying, like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
are you serious? Like that kind of look. Um, the second one's even better. So the second one, Ian Joe posted, um, says, William Anthony, cat memes are better, LOL. It says, hashtag cooking with Bill Ann. And it's that, I don't, I don't even know where this all came from, but it's that one where the, 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 the two girls and the girls pointing at the cat and it's like, it's Bill Ann too. And the cat's like, it's late night cooking with Bill Ann. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, I don't know. You got to see it. Go to our website, go to our, our free, <laughs> free forestry uh, podcast, Facebook page, <laughs> go to visitors post, check these out. They're hilarious. There's, there's no reason why not, you know, to not get all the comments. Yeah. You want to read them? Do the uh, the cook the the Swedish chef. Swedish chef. Uh, this dude named Kevin Teshner says, "Ha ha, I love it." <laughs> William Anthony posts WTF question mark. Uh, William Anthony also posts, "This is going too far." I thought Kevin was bad, <laughs> and which Ian Joel replied, "William Anthony, well, I was looking for meme ideas, and I seen this one. Needless to say." Bill Ann came to mind. LMAO. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Anthony says, oh, joy. It's a squinty-eyed, smiley emoji. Mike Sobe says, greatest meme ever. <laughs> uh, which Mike so uh, William Anthony replies, no, the cat memes are better. Yeah. And posts one, like a, a drawing of the cat meme thingy. But like in China or something? Right? Yeah, Chinese. the girl's saying coronavirus and the cat saying kung flu <laughs> jeez yeah and john uh mm -hmm. says this gives a whole new meaning to salad tossing <laughs> i don't know about that yeah but okay <laughs> and then the other one the one with the the cat meme william anthony post oh thank you so much mr joel with the frowny face Wait, before, before that, now I understand the description for this. William Anthony, cat memes are better. Yeah, so he, yeah. He, yes, yes, he made a he meme of him. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. That makes sense now. Yeah. There's a whole exchange going on here that we don't even know anything about. Yep. Yeah, seriously, it's awesome. <laughs> and then, so <laughs> Bill says, oh, thank you so much, Mr. Joel, with the frowny mm -hmm. emoticon. And then he, he goes, hey, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> he's he's a meming machine i tell you what he is yeah that's he's cracking me up dude hey man hats off to you Ian. let's move on to website comments we got an email from um a javier moreno javier moreno who's this guy entitled wtf oh you want me to go over this one which stands for world the fire i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Um, I thought it meant something else, but why the I'm fuel? I don't know. Maybe it stands for why the fuel. I because think that's what it is. His entire email is about how bad nitro is. Yeah, let me let me go talk about it. So he's like, okay, so first leave me without a podcast early morning. Yes, I did release the podcast. What like Friday at I don't know what time did I post it? Maybe around like eight or nine or something like that or 10 maybe even it was late um, it's too late for him well it's too late for him even though he's three hours behind us but well, when you're um, when you're partly semi-retired you guys have to understand that sometimes steve doesn't get up to post a podcast it's okay i don't realize it <laughs> 
So, you know, um, so he's, he's a bit upset about that. Well, that got him off on the wrong foot immediately. Then he, yeah. then he listened to the show and he was like, yeah. I, then I think, the episode, oh my gosh. So yeah. now we are California girls here. Oh my gosh. What's this love for fuel models? They are stinky and blah, 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 and hate, hate, hate. I hate nitro. I hate nitro. I hate fuel. I hate fuel. I hate fuel. I hate fuel. Okay, new paragraph. I guess I don't like this model of pay to play. I hate. I hate nitros. I hate nitros. I hate nitros. I hate nitros. 12 S battery. I hate nitros. Need to buy a second charger. I hate nitro. Then he comes and says, then it's the power. People keep telling me you need to experience it. And then he says, well, I hate nitro and I hate nitro and there's no confidence in hating nitro. And I assume that I hate nitro. I keep hearing that nitro is cool, but I will forever not know collective management because I hate nitro and that it messes <laughs> things up quickly because, you know, you're pro or highly experienced pilots. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely hate Nitro, right? I don't get that. Um, but then you pop a heli into Nitro, and then you hate Nitro, and you can have electric finesse, and, and then have the power you need because I hate Nitro. And then he goes on another paragraph. Then there's uh, the added difficulties of just hating Nitro in general because hating Nitro. Actually, you're not 100% right here, Steve. He hates all fuel models, not just nitro. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. nitro just rolls off the tongue better, but yeah. yeah. No, I when agree, I mean nitro, I'm talking about nitros and gassers because you he know. hates any internal combustion. Well, I mean, from the start of his uh, email, he's very, oh my gosh, California, I can't have an EV. I can't have a fuel model. Oh you know, my gosh. Now that you said he hates all internal combustion, this could be Al Gore uh, <gasps> and not Javier Moreno. He might have been spoofing his email, but let's continue reading. Maybe. Let's see here. So uh, he did invent then, the internet. He <laughs> could easily do that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> but disassembling engines and changing clutches, and I hate nitros. I hate nitros. I hate gassers. There's how to program a gasser. I hate gassers. Choose the correct gasser. Program the gasser. And oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Tune the thing to make make the gasser or the electric or the protons something do something, and a whole new layer of of complexity that um you know, I hate nitros and <laughs> gassers share the lack of gassers and nitros. So next paragraph. So he is one that wants to be a pilot than a mechanic because he hates nitros and he doesn't like gassers and. The nitros are cool, but gassers suck. Sorry, Andy. And then he said that the gassers actually do suck as much as the nitros. Sorry, Steve. So then, um, you know, so personally, he hates gassers and nitros and fuel models. And he did attach. Did you see the picture he attached? Because after wait, wait, that, I didn't get to that yet. I didn't get to that part. Yet. Okay. No, no. Wait, wait. Picture. Did you get to the end of the email? And then, and then he says, "Uh, go electric. What? View view in favor of electrics." I don't know, but does, isn't his own podcast do a whole bunch of shows on nitros? Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's got to be Al Gordon. Yeah. yeah. It's okay to be wrong, Javier. I mean, not everyone can be correct. So you're entitled to your opinion, even if it is wrong. After he after he sent this email, he rolled his car over on the way to work. So that like added to more fuel to the fire. Oh, no <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> Sorry. I guess he drives an electric vehicle, a yeah. car, since he hates he internal combustion vehicle. so bad. Yeah. That's a fuel model. Well, now, now, if he doesn't f- drive an electric car, I have a problem with that. It's only, he only likes gassers. I mean, he, he only hates, he only likes electrics when it's convenient for him. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I actually, uh, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think Javier missed the entire point of the whole podcast that we did because we really weren't saying gassers or nitros better or worse than electric or anything. We were just flat out comparing the cost to fly. Yeah, and most would probably take it as like nitro isn't better because of nitro the cost. is way more expensive. To yeah, fly. because of the cost of flying, right? And gas is way less expensive to fly. So, but so I mean, there's no winning in this gas versus nitro versus electric. It's just we yeah. simply stated what it costs to fly them. Yeah, he, he wrote this out as like we went on a long explanation of why fuel models are better than electric. That's not the case. We all oh. have electric and enjoy them. But we also enjoy fuel models. So Yes. We 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 I kind of feel like he's got some pent up anger in here for fuel and it's it just kind of finally come out. I don't I don't know what's going on. I, I wonder if it's just like he's made a stance of this. He's made a stance on and you he's know double down on it. And he's doubling down on it. Like he's like I gotta make a bigger stance on I can't look like you know, or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> well, I kind of see. I kind of can see his point in in the relationship. But if I was listening to a podcast and they were going on and on and on about Grey Goose vodka, I could probably fire off an email like this pretty quick. Well, if they say that Gordon's is the best vodka and that's that Grey, Grey Goose? Goose and Kettle One and v, uh, Tito's is garbage. No, just Grey Goose. I just don't. Yeah, like yeah. Kevin, but the proper analogy be what if there's a podcast that just compared prices of all the different vodkas and didn't say one was better than the other? Yeah, would would I, you still I, find yeah. the time to write a you know thousand word essay on <laughs> Seriously, one's better than the other? That are freaking shorter to say. I would lose my mind. <laughs> okay. All right. So Javier, Kevin's with you, <laughs> but only if we're having a vodka drink. <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, i would love to own a gasser if i had the freaking money and the time to i would love to own a gasser so i i can't say that i'm um for or against i do think you got to try it to you know you can't really hate on it until you try it i know that's what he, he kind of said in his email too but uh you know it's like that the restaurant down the street how do you know you like it if you know or don't like it if you've never been there yeah mm-hmm. that kind of thing but i don't know I mean, to each their own. And yeah. Javier, you know, we're joking around, of course, right? Like, don't take any of this shit serious. No. Um, if he hasn't taken anything serious by now, he's not taking this serious. Okay. Uh, you know, over the years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, let's see here. Do we have, what else do we have? What else do we have? We have Greg Good Jr. Shopping Network. Uh-oh. This one's going to be a hard one to do just because, like... I don't know, it's a picture. But um, basically, Grey Eagle Jr. emails us with the subject Grey Eagle Jr. Shopping Network. Update. Banned <laughs> from cooking show? Danger Sparks fires lack safety health? Selling things of items online fraud-free distilled water instead. And it says, hazardous f- frog? Frog? Frog tools? Frog tools. Frog tools? Basically, like Harbor. Maybe we should put this picture on our Facebook page. Yeah, I I, I didn't pay any attention, but then when I started reading these descriptions, it's actually pretty funny. Okay, I have just screenshotted on my phone, and what I'll do is um, I'll comment to this podcast, 
yes. release episode, and I'll put that picture of his uh, email um, on it, so you'll get I'll to see the cool stuff. If this eight-function electronic multi-tool was actually available, I probably would get it. I know, and it also holds your corn on the cob. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, let's read it. ACDC voltage tester, meat thermometer, mm-hmm. gaydar, gaydar, <laughs> searchable Bible, perinity, per- <laughs> fraternity test, fraternity right? tester, a cord on the cob holder. Yeah, and it's only nine ninety nine. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if it did any one of those things, it'd be worth nine ninety nine. Except maybe a corn cob holder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the manual chainsaw too. You know, you just <laughs> crank it, keep on cranking it, cut stuff. Uh, garden hose extension cord <laughs> combo. Oh man, you got to see these. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Don't get the cord wet. <laughs> but seventy dollars for a heavy duty pneumatic slide whistle? I don't know. That's a little much. Eight or... solid brass carpenter's dreidel. I love that. That was the first thing my eye went to, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Thought it was hard um, for seventy dollars. <laughs> you could get that that pneumatic, you know, slide whistle, but you could also get an eighteen volt cordless hammer. Yeah, hell yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, cutting that or your six inch mowel knife, ideal for most walrus brisket. Yeah, <laughs> the whale cutting knife, also ideal for most walrus carcasses. Yeah, mm. that's, that's something to have stuff. in my collection. Oh shit! Back to direct to you. <laughs> I love it. You got to post this. Uh, do we have any other website comments you want to do or I emails? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it too. All right. People of Podbean. People of Podbean. I should say person of Podbean because there was only one thing that happened this week. Our buddy Helly Fun, like episode 210, pay to play. So thanks, dude. Nice. Thanks. Uh, Podbean comments, you say? Let's see here. Jolson383, six days ago, <laughs> period. <laughs> Thank you for that comment. That's awesome. Nice. Thanks, Jolson383. Drop the mic. Uh, yeah, man. All right. And then one day ago, we have Travas saying, love the blooper reel, guys. Funny as hell. Keep it up. Look forward to seeing the results of Chill Out. Hoping to make that next year. Awesome. Nice. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. iTunes review. You know what? I didn't even think anybody listened to the blooper reel besides us. Oh, I think everybody listens to that. That's the only thing I listen to. Yeah, seriously. Actually, I thought something slipped by the edit in the last blooper reel, but it didn't. I kind of ran to that after it was published because uh, I was like, oops, hoped it didn't make it out. Uh, no, we still do not have a new iTunes review in 2020. Mm. So that should be your resolution. I know, man. We're in February already. We're in February. February. Okay. Drop into an iTunes review. We'd like to read a review on the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefrc podcast. Like, check out our webpage, freefrcpodcast.show. That show. Say hi to Ryber. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Planker. Uh, <laughs> flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than the flight test podcast, free 4 podcast. Say hi to Hill the Flyer, a.k.a. David Hill. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Hey, Hill the Flyer. Uh, fellow podcasters, 
What do we got here? Helly Heads Podcast. That's uh, Kevin, Mike, Dan, and who's taking over now for Dan? Scott? I don't know. Scott. El Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> yes, El Presidente. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. That's Mike and Robert and Mike and Rich. Damn, wish you never said MRMR. Dude, I smile <laughs> after every time I say that, I smile. And, and you get that little ching spark come off my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Orbit's fresh ting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, BKRC podcast. That's with Bert and Kyle. RC roundtable. That's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee. Yep. High voltage. With Mr. Watts. Skids up, a.k.a. I hate nitro and gassers. That's Sorry. with Frank, <laughs> Got, Paul, and... Mr. Moreno. Mr. Nitro Hater. <laughs> Mr. Fuel Model Hater. Mr. Never going to email us again. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I'm going to email you guys two folds now because of all this. <laughs> all right. Inverted Down Under. That's with Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff. Yep. AMA Podcast. Wood Matt Ruddick. Cool. You know what, dude? I'm looking at this list, and we usually just run through this after every show. Yeah, I'm just, it blows me away, man. When I think of back in the day, how many times I wish there was just another RC podcast to listen to. I know. Man. It's freaking awesome. I know. It's great. For sure, man. Yeah. That's why, that's why I like doing this. Yeah. It's a constant reminder that like, you know, not too long ago, there was only like one or two of us out there, you know? Yeah. And now we have enough to, you know, one, two, three, four, five, like, six, like seven, one a week. eight. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. like, there's eight listed already, you know? Yeah. And of course, our our good friend Bill Ann YouTube channel, Bill Ann YouTube. Yeah, make sure you go to Bill Ann Two for his cooking channel. Dude, I'm I'm there. I'm already going. I go to Bill Ann Two instead of Bill Ann. Yeah, yeah. Bill Ann doesn't have anything anymore. Although, it's dude, all Bill Ann Two. On an all serious note, dude, um, our buddy Travis Reyes, Joe Reyes' son, uh, was mm-hmm. one of the latest uh, videos that Bill posted. Dude, Bill Bill killed it with actually recording the video man it's not easy to it's not easy to stand there and watch a helicopter let alone stand there and, and film a helicopter uh moving around the way it does man he did a great job dude yeah man did a great job bill love you man <laughs> awesome all right thanks to our listeners free air sky and we'll see you next time see ya bye okay. see ya Get a gasser in the nitro. Get a gasser. Yeah. I don't want to be <laughs> mean. I was going to say something, but I don't want to be mean. Don't be an asser. Wow. Gasser. Been, Make me I've, do all the mean stuff. I've already... I've already... So, Andy, I, uh, what time is it? My one clock here is wrong. I skipped my shower so I wouldn't miss the show. Andy. Good. <laughs> I can't smell you. Now I stink. What the fuck? All right, I, I just, I gotta fill this out first. Are you calling yeah, me? Yeah, no worries. We'll do something else. You call me? What's the matter?
did. Mm. So let me see if I can get this to work again. Store well. That, let's see. Sorry, guys. Um, no, no worries. Everything okay? My wife is crazy. Yeah, she thought she heard something downstairs, uh, like a mouse or something, and she was freaking out. And it wound up being <laughs> her umbrella and the water dripping off and hitting this box that was underneath it. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I heard you you yell, and I kind of heard her yell. I was like, oh, shit, I hope she's not like hurt or something. Yeah, because she usually yeah. doesn't yell like that. Even when yeah, like I mean, dog. I was like, maybe, you know, I don't I thought, know. I thought at first it might Maybe she fell down. No. It's hard to fall down when your your ass never leaves the couch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's way I too just, far. I just love Davy Crockett Parkway. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Don't you? Yeah, we got a, like a, a little thing here. It's a birthplace of Davy Crockett. Hillbilly's Cabin Restaurant. Man. Yeah. Yep. You guys got a lot of shit, though. Like around this one area. I bet you can get good, some good barbecue, though. We oh, have yeah, to you, kind you, of go You can't throw a fucking cat without hitting a barbecue place. Yeah. So what you guys have for barbecue places, we have for diners, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, but I don't, I don't really like barbecue, so yeah. I'd rather have pizza places and diners. 